Styles, you're the most famous person I've had on my podcast yet. Oh, gosh. I don't know I don't, if that's good or bad. What's that mean? I don't think I don't think I'm that I, I haven't really hit fame yet. I don't think a little bit, but hopefully well, maybe it's not famous. Hit. What would I call it? You're the most successful. Is that that's again maybe said from a podcast, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh it's a wide range of success. You're starting to find it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, man, I think people categorize fame in plenty of different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you categorize fame as? Oh, man, probably. I mean, there's not many. I've met a lot of stars and stuff and not a lot of guys that I get starstruck around. But I will say one guy that I was, I mean, not starstruck, but just was so thankful that he was exactly who I thought he would be was uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC. Oh, really? Yeah, he was because, you know, I mean, ACDC is just like one of my I think a lot of people's favorite bands of all time, you know, and uh, and he was just one of the freaking coolest guys ever, man. He was so so just totally funny, cool cat. And uh, tell me this, you you uh, you don't have to name names because uh-huh. understanding the industry that you're in styles, it could hurt you. But. Is there anybody that you've met then that you're like, whoa, completely did not live up to my hopes and dreams on this person? Fuck that guy. I'll never, never even like 100%. 100%. And a lot of it. <laughs> well, and there was a couple. The only thing that made me like him a little bit is he signed my mom's T-shirt. So that was cool. And uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the other guy, I mean, the reason that kind of threw me off, and like you said, not going to name names, but absolute like changes in personality like uh like bipolar day, i don't know what it is yeah something man it was like one day you you know we're hanging out and he's totally cool what up brother the next day you know you you see him you know down at a bar or something and in, in in nashville or down in midtown mm-hmm. area and and it won't even look at you act like you don't even know you you're like what you're like snub you a hundred percent Hundred percent, dude. Is weird. Like, I'm like, did he take his meds today, or what's, what's going on? <laughs> is it? Is it? Okay, let, let's let's reveal. You're in country music, and we're gonna get yeah. into how this this occurred. You have is it? What was the highest your song country on? Sung now by Luke Bryant, right? Uh-huh. Okay, uh, country on sung by Luke. What's the highest it reached on the on the Billboard here? Uh, so right currently, as we speak right now, it's at number six, uh, and it's still climbing. He just performed it on, uh, on the CMAs. He's going to perform it on the new year's Eve, uh, thing. Uh, they did a commercial with jockey and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been cranking. It was number one music row and it's, it's, it's definitely headed into the right direction. I know, uh, him and his team feel confident that we're going to try to ring the number one bell with it. So that'll be cool. Fuck yeah. Now what happens? This could change. I've known you since you were a young kid, right? Uh This could change your whole trajectory. I've seen you when you were just doing bars and, uh, and kind of just, you know, you, I think you were making money, but I feel like it really wasn't, it's where you knew you wanted to go, but I don't know that you were putting everything together yet. Well, it's like, yeah, it was like, 
I well, you know, I was a, apprenticing, trying to work uh, in the tattoo shop there in Bowling Green, and was getting inked up and and hanging out and stuff. And then, you know, I but my my true passion has always been, uh, you know, I was doing that cutting grass and trying mm-hmm. to do odd and end jobs, whatever it took to like trying to stay afloat and find the the path because, uh, you know, I had dropped out of college. I just not for me. It wasn't wasn't working. What um, were you going to college for? Well, dude, okay, this is a total rabbit hole, but I'll touch on it for a second. <laughs> but dude, this is so weird. But uh, so I was going to college because I thought that I wanted to be, go to be a nurse. I thought that's what I wanted to do. So my mom said, "Hey, you know, well, you should get a job doing security here at the at the Cleveland Clinic, and you know, I can get you in." And I remember it was during the winter time. I couldn't cut grass and uh, do any landscaping or any pipe fitting stuff like at uh, at that time with my old man, he had slowed down for the winter and whatever. And I got a job doing security. What I did not know was like all the things that come along with being a security guard in the hospital, dude. Like you literally have to put the bodies in the morgue. Oh shit. Dude, no joke. Like, and then like when people come you in, you weren't a fan, huh? Oh my gosh, dude. It was, <laughs> I mean, I was already too in it to back out at this point. I mean, I, I was started in like, I remember they told you, me, you mean you're, I had the tin badge and the, and the hat and the suit. Dude, I had the whole, the whole shebang, dude. I mean, I was all dressed up in this little, this little goofy outfit. And, you know, and, and I told I remember asking him like, do we get a, a gun, a taser? Any? No, 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 no. They're like, you got this right. radio. We got a radio, a pencil and a piece of paper, a notepad, a pencil, a radio and a little like beeper that you go around the hospital and hit these little, tags on the wall to it marks it secure yeah. make um, sure that you've been there it's just making sure that you travel right dude and walking through some of the wings of that hospital and i was on the night shift dude like by myself was some of the most absolute terrifying things i've ever done in my life that's definitely haunted 100 and uh 100 how old's the the facility you're at i have no clue i know the one wing is old the the newer uh-huh. wing and now I can never eat hospital food, dude, ever again, because the morgue was right next to the kitchen. What? Why would that be? Who designed such a thing? <laughs> Terrible design, dude. Terrible. Who design. does that? Now like that, I smell that. it, I'm just like, <laughs> my, my brain has like locked that smell to that. And like, mm-hmm. you know, we, so anyway, so like that was terrible. I was doing that stuff. Like I said, touching on that subject. <laughs> so I, they found out really quick. That was not for me. And I ended up, you know, started chasing the music thing a little bit. And, uh, you know, we had won the, the battle of the bands thing in our hometown and, uh, that with country I, music. Cause you were so also, what, you also tell me that you've had a wide breadth of, uh, influences, including oh, seven dust, right? Avenge oh, yeah. sevenfold actually. Oh, Avenge, Yeah. Avenge sevenfold. I'm a big sinister gates fan. And, uh, just At ACDC, obviously AC, you met DC, Brian. Yeah, like, a Trey you four years strong, a day to remember. Like, dude, I, I blink 182. I was like kind of all over that stuff as a, as a kid and uh, mm-hmm. like growing up, you know, like, so, but yeah, country has just kind of mostly been what I had grew up on. And I felt like was most real to me of like my lifestyle and like how I grew up and live. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I got absolute, uh, you know, my heart's in a lot of different, areas of music not just one like i'm a big michael jackson fan i love his music you know uh so a little bit of the pop world too and jackson and, five too or, or mostly oh, uh oh, 
Oh yeah, ja I love some Jackson Five. Probably Jackson Five. I probably like better than uh, Michael Jackson. Mike, <laughs> I'm there with you. I, I mean, Michael Jackson do all right, dude. If Something ABC, about when if ABC comes on in public, you better hope you're not around me because I'm probably gonna embarrass you. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> There's been more more than one time. Uh, you know, Carl, uh, Doctor Blasphemy. He plays the conventions uh, and Sunday morning is kind of a soul day. And he, he's uh -huh. uh, ABC not too long ago. I just I'm it came on and I'm just walking at the time coming back from washing my hands or whatever. And I, I can't help it. I'll start like two stepping or whatever the fuck I'm doing. I don't even know what to call it. But I'm dancing. Fuck mm -hmm. it. Crowd of people. I'm dancing down yeah, the aisles yeah. and shit. And then I make eyes with my buddy who is dancing to the same shit he's coming back to the booth too uh it seems to be infectious and it spreads and i think it should i'm happy about it if abc comes on and you don't dance it's kind of like somebody who who doesn't like dogs you're like i'm suspect <laughs> oh 100 yeah you they're hard to read i mean if they're not grooving i mean yeah yeah like what's going on it's kanye west mind or you're behind his eyes you know you're like what's wrong with you man it's yeah. not going up to all floors. Huh? This is ABC, man. This is before he was accused of touching babies. <laughs> this, this is this is little. This is this is Afrocentric uh, Michael Jackson. The, 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 we can all love. Well, fam, I don't know. I'm getting off on a diatribe. Let me get back to you, brother, because I'm also excited about the way that you come into this. I've asked you before. You kind of said your dad put a challenge down at one time when you were talking about writing country music, and you're like, "I can. I think I can." And he said, put up or shut up. And then he called you on like Monday morning. He's like, why the fuck are you at work? And you're like, I'm in Nashville. I may be doing the story injustice. It, it was, it was pretty much that. I mean, kind of, it was, you know, I, how awesome. Dad, I mean, I had told my dad, well, it, it, it started with, I started mm -hmm. playing out and, and playing these bars and doing this stuff. And then I would not be showing up for work. And it was like doing that when I was in doing the pipe fitting thing. I mean, Dude, it was like early. We were like starting at like six. The shift was like six to two at six a.m. to two p.m. So I was like leaving at four. And dude, I I am not gonna lie. I just dude, I could not get up. I was like I, from playing late and like I was mm -hmm. to miss work all the fucking time. I had no desire to be there when I was. Your dad's I, the boss. Uh, for his company, uh, I had worked for him for a while, but I was actually working for the union. I was in a union okay. job working yeah. for a company. Yeah. That's uh, where I was wondering next, because that's one of those things that can but really he trap you, too. too. He had sold his company off, and, and mm -hmm. he had started working at this other company as a project manager. And uh, I was, I, you know, he had got me in there and stuff, and it was a good union job, dude. I just, I. Great union it. job. Pipe fitting pays well. Yeah, I was like, fuck this, dude. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, and he's like, you know, basically, and I was living at his house, and it was absolutely, it was kind of like. He's like, dude, you are you are not fucking living here uh, on my dime, not working, doing whatever the hell it is you're doing. Well, I told him that I, what I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to do this country music thing. He's like, well, you know, you you can't be half assing shit. Like, he's like, if you're going to do that, you need to save up and you need to move to Nashville. And so that's mm -hmm. what I did. You know, I did. I saved up, moved in. And because I had saved up and, and, and moved there and had teed myself up to... Uh, to go all in on it, my my it was interesting. Then my dad, once he knew I was all in, mm -hmm. he become all in, which was very nice of him. He sold his Corvette. He sold. Oh his my Corvette. god! He sold his Corvette to pay for my first record. Uh, which oh is my great. god! 
Yeah, yeah. And then now it it did. It took a little while, uh, but it's funny because the I think it was just this past this past July, he finally broke even on the money that he put up for the record. You know, like he got all of his money back. It all that faith. Now, is he getting interest too from you, or is he just good guy loan? No, no, he owns them. I gave him the, I gave him a hundred percent ownership for life because I've done recorded other stuff. I, you know, I gave okay. him all that yeah. as, a, as a thank you to giving me my first. So, what, what's the name of this album? Tank top tan lines. Tank top tan lines by yeah, Styles was, Harry. Yeah, it was not the, Harry it Styles. It, correct, correct. It's the one you jam all the time. Okay, the yeah, you- I got it. Yeah, with the yes. with with the um. <laughs> Man, my radio went out and it it became like that line in the David Allen co-song where the guy says, uh, he says the barmaid at the last bar or whatever. She knew the, the lyrics to all my songs. She explained that, that uh, Jimmy Rabbit or somebody turned her on to it right before the jukebox broke. And in that <laughs> thought, like our radio went out and, and it was like styles every day, but we would turn it on. You know, there's a lot of times I'm like, man, this is, this is rate. This is country. I'm, this is country music. You know, at least it's contemporary country music. Cause I would turn it, I would just start my car. It would start playing. And at the beginning of it, I didn't realize I was listening to a CD until eventually I'm like, man, it's like all these songs sound like they're sung by the same guy and there's no radio DJ in between. And I realized Oh, I've been listening to Styles for all this time, but that's not, so people could help your dad get his Corvette back by buying tank top tan lines. And am I am, am I wrong? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, he totally. I think, like I said, he. Well, actually, no, he got a new vet. He's got. He a got new it. Vet. Yeah, he's got a. New hey, vet hey, now. man, the GoFundMe's going down now. People ain't working. Try to help the brother out. Get him a house and. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. So I'm kidding. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's going back to the. How yeah. awesome is it that he took this gamble on his son? Uh, and at one time he was kind of telling you to settle down. I guess he was saying make a choice, but he probably wasn't expecting you to make the country music choice. huh? Yeah, I think I think what he. And it was so funny because <laughs> I was doing the pipe fitting and he said, you know, you're going to get on this fucking pipe dream. That's what he said. <laughs> Is that- dream, dude. And, and but he's like, you know, basically telling me, got I got to go all in. And I think that's all that he his the his message behind what he was doing was he just he didn't want it to be bullshit. He wanted me yeah. to get it together and hone in on a craft. You know, if it's music, then go all in and don't. If it's it. the pipe dream or the pipe fitting, one or the other, huh? <laughs> The pipe dream, dude. It's just so funny that he did word it like that, though. It's just. Did do you think that helped you make that decision? You're like, my dad said pipe dream. I just watched the weird Al Yankovic story. Have you seen this? No, I've seen it, it on. Or no, it's on. Uh, it's on uh, Google or or. I don't know. know. My it's son showed it to me. It's a show now, right? It is fucking hilarious, but his dad works in a factory and demands that he doesn't do anything that he loves. You know, he doesn't be himself, it, but uh, it's funny for for to, to imagine after watching that, especially, I guess. But your father 
you know, saying, hey, give up on the pipe dream or make a decision. And that is one of the jobs, like a union job. Kind of once you get into it, if you say you're three years into a, a union job, you're already, a, you know, a journeyman or whatever. You got your card. Yeah. You got your health insurance, your medical. Usually you're going to meet a girl or something. Might even have a kid now. You're you're kind of stuck. Like once you start there, you might have had a dream like I'm going to get out of this. But it's so comfortable, dude. And I, yeah, and I, I, dude, and this is so crazy. I vividly remember. So we were doing fire protection. So we were putting the sprinkler systems in places. Mm -hmm. well, like, um, and I remember we were taking the old sprinkler heads out and putting new sprinkler, changing out sprinkler heads in, uh, in this old rundown. I mean, it was a total shithole. I don't even remember where we were somewhere in the heart of Akron or Cleveland or something. And, uh, and, I remember listening to the radio and uh, they would have like a, uh, you know, like the shop DeWalt work radios. And I, dude, it was, it, it was killing me listening to the music because I wasn't listening to the music. All it was making me do was making me think, why am I not chasing the music? Like I'm trying to sit there and work and I could never mm -hmm. work because these guys would always have the radio on and they're all listening to the radio and enjoying it. And I'm sitting there going, Oh my God. Like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing here? That's giving me chills, bro. That's fucking awesome. I mean, you, and then you did it. A lot of people swallow that pill and they, for whatever reason, they just assume that them grapes are sour at the top of the tree or the top of the vine. And, and they sit down on their union job and, and God bless them for doing it. It's not the, you know, it's, it's a strong person you oftentimes are making sacrifices but luckily you didn't have a wife a kid and you you decided to just go at it you felt that passion enough and that pull enough and i feel like it's been a blast because i've been on this i tattooed you bowling green ohio we put a rhino on you i think right yeah almost and, uh, superhero rhino remember we almost went the superhero rhino guy or something and we ended oh, up yeah or rhino I'm glad we went with just the realistic one. I think we freehanded it, but we did it in a realistic style, right? Oh, dude, it's it's great. Absolutely. I mean, you, uh, yeah, you freehanded it but, all. With the well, before, we, I got, to, I'm so excited to be through this, to, to watch you from, you know, just going to do the bars. And then I, I saw you down there in Nashville and you were writing songs. And I, we've talked several times, you know, we've been tattooing each other for a while and I've been watching each single time. You're like, well, I've made these connections. I worked with these guys. I'm signed to Warner brothers uh, for my writing. And, and then you were just shopping your songs around, got a couple of things sold, I think. And you were doing like County fairs and all, which I imagine you still are because everybody doesn't know styles, right? They know Luke, Luke Bryan. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm still in the, uh, I'm still uh, on my way up. Right, you know, but you still, you wrote a number six song, brother. I know, man. We got a top ten right now. So and they think that that shit's going higher, and they they're putting money behind it to make it go higher. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big. There's there's uh there's a big force behind it. I mean, um, I think I believe Luke is with Universal, like Universal Studios. Universal and Capitol Records, I believe, but yeah, they got. I mean, dude, it's TikTok's helping it out. People are doing the country on thing on the TikTok, and you know, like I said, the New Year's Eve thing, the CMAs thing. I mean, he hosting the CMAs, doing that. Jockey Luke Bryant's hosting them. He he did. He hosted the CMAs. I mean, 
Oh, so is he performing possibly at the dude, outcome? He, he, dude, they performed our song on the CMAs live television. Oh. And dude, <laughs> I'll, I'll check it. Yeah, you can see it on my Facebook. Or if you go just type in Luke Bryan CMA performance 2022, there he, he did country on. There is a huge sign like made out of neon. They did like a fake bar like thing. It was like super cool, man. Like, Check it out. They they did it on the CMAs. Well, some it. of these people listen might have already seen it, and obviously I'm showing what a what an asshole friend I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you know, I mean, what well, the CMAs actually were recently too. I didn't even realize that, but now I think yeah, about it. I did see time. some. I should have I should have paid attention, but country music nowadays, I don't. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, I I like all older music. I think generally, anyways, um. And a lot of country is really changed. You know, these days, mm-hmm. I mean, they do. I mean, but it's like, for me, it was like, it was still cool shit. We're like, dude, fuck, it's the most awesome. I and mean, then, uh, and I was playing a show that night uh, down in Nashville <laughs> with my buddy Craig, and we had just finished up doing a, we were playing a show for Heartstrings Foundation, which is like where they, they help out uh, wounded warriors and stuff. So we were doing that that night. And it come on on the TV there at where we were playing this big place. And it was, how did it feel? I mean, you're there with dude, everybody too. It was, are cool. you jumping around being like, that's my song, bitches. Dude, it was, uh, you know, what's really wild, dude. This is so I wrote, dude, I will actually tell you these, this line that we, me and some friends wrote it the other day. And this is a new song I'm excited about, but it, uh, this is this song like that I w- was working on. And this the way it made me feel is like, I was extremely grateful. I feel extremely grateful. I was like, man, that's a bucket list moment. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty cool that our song is on the CMA and doing it, doing it up and stuff. But it also hit me weird because it's like, you know, like kind of the same way I felt when we found out it was going to country radio and then it's in the top 10. And then I think I got caught up so much and people do. And I got, I was, mm-hmm. I was a victim to this dude getting caught up so much of trying to make it that you sacrifice a lot of things and you don't like you're trying to make it, but you never really know where making it makes it to, you know what I mean? And then when you get to where it making it makes it to that's not a finish line. It's, it's the beginning. That That destination moves and it always will move. And it seems like, you know, so that was a little bit of a shock to me. Like, it was is, it at all like listening to, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I almost, I feel like it might've been reminiscent to a feeling you had on the job site when everybody else is listening to songs and you're thinking that should be me. They should be listening to my songs. Now you see Luke Bryant singing your song and you're like, that's awesome. However. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's like, it's stuff like that. I mean, it's like, and no, I'm super thankful for him singing the song, but it's like, no, it wasn't. I yeah, but now, now, now your goalpost changes, right? Now you're running towards like I might be on the CMAs, right? Maybe and I'm like, singing, and it's like we're already thinking about the next one. It's like so then it and it made me think like here's a perfect example. Like you know, I have River. She's almost two now, and we got, her, got her in yeah. little gymnastics thing. And most, you know, I I would say most of the time I would have been like, hey, you know, I can't. I got to write today. I can't go to her gymnastics thing. Whatever. Dude, I, I canceled my right and went. I did. I canceled it. It was with some great writers, hit writers. I canceled and went to the gymnastics thing because it just, I'm telling you, dude, it's so weird. It just makes me feel like, and, you know, I'm far from having a lot of success. You know, there's way more mm-hmm. success 
wonderful guys in this town. You know, I'm really oh, the, yeah. as green as the grass, but like it still, it, this, this whole thing has changed my mindset a little bit on not over, you know, over expecting and pushing so hard. And I mean, if you're not careful, this, this dream, this industry, the music, this, when you're chasing something this hard, it will take everything from you if you're not careful. You know what I mean? Leave you with nothing, huh? Dude, yeah, it I will. do. I will. It, it, and what if you, bad. what if you uh, see all these trophies on your daughter's, you know, mantle and, and hanging up on her wall when she's 16, 18, going off to college and you've made a success, but what if you see that and you're like, you know, I didn't go to a single one of her gymnastics or I didn't see enough. We haven't hung out. I'm missing this whole part. Dude, it was so interesting. Absolutely. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. What it made me feel really was that like, mm. I am so grateful and I'm excited, but it's like, wow, like, damn, it doesn't feel like I would have hoped it would have felt like, man, I'm feeling this, this life changing feeling. It was yeah. like, that is freaking awesome. And Finally, my guidance counselor, counselor can eat beans. Fuck <laughs> you, man. Fuck you, yes. Mr. Mackey. Yeah, dude. It's like, but that's how, yeah, that's how it made me feel, man. I was just like, damn, like I am so grateful, but it made me think like, enjoy just, the struggle, enjoy that whatever the path it is, that's going to take us there that we're, we're, where I'm supposed to end up. I'm going to try my hardest and do as much as I can each day, but not to the point to where it's going to destroy my family, my life, you know, things like did you that. See it more as a marathon or something at the, instead of a sprint or a race at all, you, you maybe you just. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought, I think dude, I, in the beginning, like I could, I wouldn't dude, I would burn it so hot. I mean, getting up at, you know, six, 7 AM and go to sleep at two in the morning, trying to just like the most hunger ever. Didn't care what I, what I was missing. Mm -hmm. Spending every waking second, I could trying to get in and get and get towards it and stuff. And it's just like, I am still thankful I did that, but it's just like nowadays it's just like weird because I just have a little bit of a, a different mindset, which is like still hungry, still want to still want to kick ass and mow grass and have success and do awesome stuff with this music stuff. But it's not so much to where it's like, you know what I mean? Like where we're going to forget about your family. Or forget yeah, about the good part. It's like stop and smell the roses, right? Yeah, and or even or even friends and 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 or whatever, you know, like or allowing myself to get, oh man, so stressed out because we didn't do this or we didn't do that. It's like, you know what? It's like, hey, you know, I have a I have a roof over my head. I have a, I have a food on the table, and I'm I'm living. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. I'm alive. Like so, it's like shoot yeah we're all healthy right now it's like i'm just tr it's so weird but it's like savor it right try i'm trying to legitimately live like i would never people talk about living in that mindset and talk about it whatever but truly capturing myself to live live like that you know what i mean now isn't that some irony that that is kind of the country music mindset like i don't mean that we see people that, you know, burn hot like that. Maybe Garth Brooks or something almost even burnt himself out, you know, had to yeah. become Chris Williams or whatever he even became oh, yeah. back in the day. You remember <laughs> that? I do. Yeah. Now, I ain't trying to take nothing away from the guy. I, I love him. Um, 
but I mean, the, the theme of country music, though, is always that, it seems. Savor the moments. Enjoy your life. Go a little slower. We don't need to speed everything up to a veg sevenfold pace, you know? <laughs> yeah. Is, I mean, and, and here is this that you're learning it, I guess. Um, let me talk about some of uh, some more of, of the not really the build up for this, but the actual work of this, because I was really when, um, you know, I'll meet fighters, MMA fighters and stuff and uh, people who have a desire or a passion a lot in tattoo. It happens too, but or it happens too. But with MMA fighters, sometimes you can you, you meet people and you see that they have talent, you know, and 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 even something special about them. But you're wondering if they got that champion push. Right. That uh, that will that will work as hard as it takes. Yeah. The, burn, and, the fire, the fire. Yeah. Yes. And this is something that I noted in you that you especially early on when you started when you went to Nashville, you told me you immediately started writing like you would go to little studios or something. Right. Or hang out. I don't even know where these places are, what they, they're like. You weren't hired by Warner Brothers right away. Right. No, dude, I struggled. I mean, you took this I, like an eight hour I, job or 10 hour just, job. It was just a, I, I've been in my deal with Warner Chapel 20 months. That's it. That's that, I got long. signed 20 months ago. That's how long it took me to get in with these people to play ball, you know? And, and before that you were just renting, there's like in Nashville, there's writers studios or something and you would go so, and collaborate or what do you so, do? So, yeah. So how, so a couple things is when I, when I moved to town, I didn't know anybody, but one guy, a friend of mine knew another guy who had done some film and stuff. He, he, his name is Rob Snyder. He wrote, she got the best of me for Luke Combs. Um, and he kind of, when I, when I moved to town, that was the guy I would go out and he would host this writer's round at the tin roof on music row. So there's a bunch of little bars and stuff uh, where, where people go to like, network i guess early on okay uh, like basically like all these little tiny bars where they will do a writer's round a writer's round is they bring up like a couple bar three bar stools most of the time there's three people in a round in a round uh each person will play three songs so it'll start from the left they'll the first person will play a song then the next person on the bar stool will play a song next person will play a song at the very end there's three of them when that last person plays a song, it restarts. They do that three times. Then when they those all three of those people play their three songs, they start a new round and three new people come up and they play their next three songs. And they do that for probably like six or seven rounds. On stage or these are On all stage. in? Okay. And people gather to listen to these songs. And, you know, so what we would do is I had my buddy who was running this thing. He had wrote this huge five week, number one. Well, it wasn't a five week, number one, when we, when I was hanging with him and doing the thing still, you know, mm -hmm. when you're doing the rounds, he was running this thing. And, uh, and yeah, so like we would all go there and meet people and then they would, there's published writers and then there's unpublished writers. Published writers are like people that are signed to a publishing company here in town, such as Warner Brothers, Universal, Sony Publishing. Right. So like you are now. Like I am now. And there's also there's like lower level publishing, independent publishers that are like 
maybe they're not Warner Brothers, Sony, Universal, that caliber, but they're right. still you can still be signed to them for a percentage uh, and a salary, whatever you work out with on a by person by person basis. But the goal is as an unpublished writer, when you move to town, you're networking and you're meeting all these people and you're trying to work your uh, your writing ability up to the point where you get in some of these rooms and you network enough to where you get in some rooms with some published writers. And then once you get in with the published writers, the when you if you write a song together, they're required to turn their song into their publisher. Well, then your name starts popping up in all these little companies and they go, oh, hey, who's this guy? Well, what got ended up getting me my deal? Well, you was, can get signed on to someone else's song because you were in one of these rooms with them. You mean her? I'm not, I don't think I'm following that. Oh, okay. Okay. So when we like, let's just say me and uh, me, you and uh, another guy who is signed to Sony, we get together, we go and we write a song. And when we write that song, we're, okay. they're required to turn it into Sony. But when you turn it in, you got to turn in the lyric sheet, the writers, and the right. and the and the work tape of what it sounds like. So you you mean you were getting in these rooms? I th I thought that you were saying that you would be on these rounds doing the I would, with these I people. Doing that. Well, and like, but what, but that kind of got you into the writing sessions then too, because the rounds you're not writing songs at that time, are you? No, you're not writing. No, you're playing the songs that you've already yeah, are, okay, written. yeah, and they're and they're you know, and what's so cool is like you're playing these songs and then people come up to you and go, man, that song you played earlier was a smash, man. I love that. What's your, what's your name? Let's let's, we should get a write on the books. Okay. Yeah. And then you do, and it does that times like a thousand, like you do that as many times as possible. Are there people listening to this too? You said uh, like a bar or something or oh, yeah, eating yeah, dinner. Yeah. And that's dude. And that's the craziest thing. Yeah. It's like a tin roof, you know, like a tin okay. roof style, uh, bar like with chairs and people have drinks and whatever and there's there's different settings you know like they have um like some that are a little bit more formal and then some that are not you know there's all, all kinds of different writers rounds in nashville mm -hmm. um you know and uh so it's like and it's you kind of find one you like and you stick to it or you jump well, around a lot so you get more exposure jump, yeah jump around a lot and there's like you'll you'll know by like the vibe and the stuff that you're writing what what you might fit into because there's like more of like americana bluesy rounds there's like more of rock rounds there's you know more pop rounds there's more super countries cornbread rounds like you know what i'm saying like it's it's a whole dude it's weird and what's cra the craziest thing about it all is you never know who could be sitting in that crowd like the that is the truth man like or who they're going to be possibly to like you could have the head of sony or you could oh. i have plenty of friends that have a lot of the music executives go out to these rounds and they listen and then right. boom you're you're next thing you know well i played you know how well, they probably get treated like royalty when they when they show up anyways and then they if so they they're probably them. getting a free meal and oh, they absolutely. get to feel like they're they're staying and they got their ear to the to the railroad tie or whatever so they can hear what the future is coming right a lot of them do a lot of them come in on an out like they don't say nothing that nobody oh. even knows they're coming like it's like you would you you wouldn't know like a lot of especially as a new new person maybe you know if you've been around town and you know who they are yeah you can pick them out and go hey hey man what's up How, how's it going like whatever and you know but it, the funny part is like you know they're all just they're like us you know they're just people you know and they get uh 
and it's but it's interesting. Yeah, they they try to really fly under the radar. I would say. Okay. Uh, but, and it's so funny. they're not. See, I feel like I'd be. Hey, you know who the fuck I am? Give me a sandwich. All right, let's <laughs> play some music, guys. What you got? Ah, that shit, dude. Next, I'll tell you this. Next, a, I am mm-hmm. a professional. At, I love I love hitting up all my executive industry guys and ask them if they want to get lunch because they get their they get their credit their lunch money from the company (laughs) is that part of because at first you get to nashville i mean (laughs) right you got you got to find ways to eat too (laughs) and early on i didn't do that but nowadays dude (laughs) i go hey brother you you got your lunch money saved up let's go to that steakhouse dude i haven't seen you in a while (laughs) (laughs) love to catch up yeah Bro, it's like you know whatever company they're working for, it's on you guys, right? Oh hell yeah! yeah. And he goes catch up over a steak. They don't, they don't give a shit. They're like hell yeah, brother. You know it. I said flip, man. Let's go get some of that a good old ribeye down the road at that Jay Alexander's. Let's. <laughs> well, it's a business meeting. If I'm not wrong, in the business they're in, smoozing is a big part of it. Just like the golf courses, oh. you can write like hundred percent of this off. Oh, dude. Yeah, they're like yes, they're like they're. I think they're required to take a certain amount of lunches and dinners a month you know like, it's pretty <laughs> so that's also a possible avenue in the country music industry huh yeah and the biggest thing i would say is just you know if you love if you listen to this podcast and you love country music or music in general you know, go to the places where you're meant to do it you know uh yeah uh, nashville new york or la i mean that's like your three options or texas you know i mean but and there is no right it's so funny man i mean i this is my like i said my two senses i i believe do whatever it is that you feel is you being yourself and doing your craft and don't let it people will try to dog your flame and mm-hmm. don't let them dog your flame and they will try to stab you and there's so many sharks and stuff that is so true the here's the deal a real record a real record company a real somebody that's going to really actually get behind you and, and make you a star one, they will never ask you for money <laughs> for any, any way, shape or form. And two, they're going to, well, most of the time they're not going to call you about the deal. They'll ask you for a lunch or a dinner, or they'll, they'll have their attorney reach out. So then you can get an attorney and they can start negotiations. Not okay. people going, Oh, I'm going to make you, I promise you, I'll make you the biggest star. Well, I paid them 20 grand and they didn't make me famous. It's like, well, that's your biggest problem right there. You paid them. <laughs> There's a lot of that out there. Oh my gosh, dude. And I feel so bad because so many people get suckered into it. And, you know, even nowadays, like, it's so funny if I'm out traveling and you occasionally, I will get those people that will come up and, and I'll just tell them direct, be like, no, you're, no, you, no, you won't. You, you're not, you're not connected in any way, shape or form. And if, you're trying to get me to give you money. You absolutely have no clue what you're talking about. And then they just walk away. I've heard the same for uh, injury lawyers. If they, oh, yeah. if they expect you to pay, then don't use them. Yep. Oh, hundred percent. Dude, that I agree with that. hundred percent. Same type. Now you ever think uh, that you're like, man, maybe, maybe I'm going to have to give up on this. And, and then you like, well, I'm going to go and be one of these record executives. Is that is that a possible? Oh God, no. route for people too. You would never. Oh, oh, I would never. But yeah, yeah. There's. I know. I mean, dude. Most actually, most record executives and people that are 
on the business side, I feel like had a, had a dream to play or sing or do something at one point, you know, I mean, but for me, I mean, it's so weird, man. I mean, I am, I know my wife wouldn't appreciate me saying this, but I am, I have already committed myself in my mind that I don't care if I make $10,000 a year or 10 million, this is what I'm doing. I'm genuinely not doing it for the money. You know, I do have to yeah. the table, but it's like, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all, I'm I do. It. I'm, this is what I love to do and what I'm going to do, man. It's just, I'm, I, I don't know if it's a smaller level or not. I knew that I was supposed to do art. Everything was making me depressed when I was doing anything, but, and, uh, and, and then art just never seemed cool really. Cause you didn't, you were always controlled in, in marketing or whatever, you know? And then, uh, I fell into tattoos and I knew that was me. I was, I was living on couches so that I could learn how, you know, I lost everything, lost my business, lost my house. I didn't have a house, uh, lost my dogs, all yeah. that shit. But this, it's the sacrifice. And now look, you know? Yes. <laughs> Now I'm broke in my own house, but tattooing. No, um, <laughs> I, I, that that has been the funnest bit. And so, last time I talked to you, actually, your song was only number ten, and you told me it had a bullet. I don't even know. Yeah, I, yeah, I imagine it, that means it's shooting to the top. I was pretty excited. Like a bullet means like it's it's in it's still on the traction upwards, and it's increasing. It's still increasing spins and radio. If you time. get this to number one. Am I wrong in thinking that that's like a year's salary for many people and, and it's going to fund you to have more time to, to do more of what you love writing and touring? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, a couple years salary for a lot of people. And But the way I look at it, the way I look at it is if I go back and divide it across all the years that I've been here. <laughs> yeah, it it's out. pretty even. Dude, it works out to about a McDonald's wage, so it's pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> Dude, so it's like, no, not McDonald's, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, maybe a McDonald's manager. Yeah, They're getting oh, paid I've pretty heard, decent, I think. Now, yeah, I've heard that's like a, a pretty good job. Oh, it's a terrible job. Never mind. No, McDonald's. <laughs> I worked at McDonald's. I don't know. Maybe being a manager is better, but I remember working at McDonald's. I had five managers, and that was oh, it was terrible. They they were always there. They all expected you to do something. And then they would report. You had to report back to them or whatever. And it, never mind. Fuck McDonald's. That's what I know. <laughs> but if you find yourself there, it, it, it's about the same wage as a country music star. So you're not so bad off, I guess. Dude, it's it's funny because the the deal is that if you get a few hits, yeah, then you're then you're doing you're doing great. It's but it is. It's like trying to land a seven forty seven on a four leaf clover, dude. That's the analogy that a lot of us say here in town because okay. it is like, it is, it's just hard to get these guys to cut your songs. And you know, and right. it really is. it's like, it was it's good. It, Even if you have a great song and you know, oh, it's got good bones to it. Shopping it, it, it is a whole nother project too. huh? Oh man. That's that truly that is actually as equal of a battle as writing the song is getting what they have, what they call song pluggers. That's what they're called here in town. Song pluggers. Really? Okay. That's a whole nother job, dude. Like getting the songs to the artist because it's so interesting. And then you're like trying to like figure out, okay, 
this guy's like just went through a breakup or whatever his deal is. You're trying, oh, well, he would never sing this. Well, he sing five songs about a boat. This guy just put a song out about drinking. Well, we don't want to pitch him this. There's a, it's like strategy. You got to put, not only you got to write great songs and have fresh ideas, but then you got to have a plugger that can get the song to the artist, but then also having a strategy of, is that song and message of that song going to hit the artist right to where they go? Wow. This is what I need to put out right now. And, and they are putting a million dollars behind it. Like that's the commitment. Like if, if they're going to put a million dollars behind the song, when it goes to radio. Has that, that's already occurred for country on that. They've put this money behind it. What'd you say? Has that already occurred for country on that? They've put this money behind it. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. They, they, they put the farm behind it for sure. When, when it goes to country radio, like if, when it goes to country radio, you know that they, they're putting the, uh, they're putting the, the gas behind it. So now we have to write more, I guess, huh? or, or, well, actually I want to, I want to know more about these pluggers. Do you work with the same plugger yourself or do you work with several pluggers? Do they make contracts with people backbiting kind of things? Oh, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, there are some guys that have worked at big companies for a while and then went out and done. Now they're all doing independent stuff. And yeah, you can hire guys like, you know, to do song plugging. Uh, and there's like independent pluggers. Then there's like Warner Chapel has a group of people that you're appointed to. Like you're, you'll have a plugger, a guy that basically runs your books, which is helping you book your rights, like keeps your, your Google calendar on point and books all your rights for the whole damn year. And then usually about three to four months out, you know, five days a week, Monday through Friday, we're writing on average, we write three to four songs a week. And, uh, they, yeah, then you turn them into your pluggers and then like they, they do appreciate if you put in there in the notes and stuff like where you'd like to see the song go, but yeah, there you get your own little plugger and. Do you, you, you start working with the same ones or they pick you or you pick them. So you, find your, you, you find your champions, you know, you're, you will not yeah. company people. You'll just be like, people will be real fired up about what you're doing. And are these oftentimes people who also had a dream at one point, you think I, would, I mean, Nashville's I would, full of dreams, right? Broken ones too. Yes. hundred percent. I think some are, some are, and some aren't, you know, and some, some people in the industry, you know, these big companies, some of these kids that are people that, our kids and then grow up to, to do the job in the, in the company, they're batting from third base. If you know what I'm saying? Like their dad may own the company before this, or, you know, you I know, got you. there's some of yeah. those too where they're, they literally are batting from third base, which is like, well, it's a niche kind of job. I got to figure. And then there's also that it is, um, I mean, undefined, right? Like oh, yeah. success isn't always a form formula there. I'm sure there's many people that have formulas, but that formula changes as time goes on, I bet. So it is one of these things hiring for it isn't like you just go to high school and be like, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be a song plugger when I get up. You're going to write songs? No, no, man. I'm going to I'm going to take other people's songs (laughs) and I'm going (laughs) to introduce them to stars that it it almost sounds like a very awesome job, though, because you're rubbing elbows with the people I'm guessing you these these are country fans. 
So you're rubbing elbows with some of the people you love the most. Right. And then you're also oh. being this intermediary for, uh, for, for people. And, and again, the streets, you know, they got to have their ear to what the change is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, man. It's like, I will say that was one of the biggest things that was enlightening to me moving here to town was, was like the shock of, Oh my gosh, this is a town with everybody that wants to be broke musicians, artists that that have the same dream from all over the country, come here to die. I'm just kidding. We all come here to the same place. And it was kind of a breath of fresh air because it's like, wow, I would have never known any of these job titles existed. Like, dude, there's so many inside the industry, not just being a songwriter or an artist or Uh a song plugger. Or you do. There's like, you could be the most obscure one you can think of. That you're like, where the fuck does that even come from? But that's a job, dude. Uh, I would say probably like, oh, I mean, guess like some of them have like glam teams, like where they just they do makeup and stuff, or like day managers, or um, uh-huh. you know, besides what is social media presence influence? Oh, oh like public, you know, publicist. Publicists okay. uh, are very interesting. Uh, something that was interesting to me, like, you know, publicists that are literally get hired on and can get you all kinds of PR. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I got the articles in like Billboard and like People Magazine and all that stuff. Like, it's all very interesting. It's like all, these are all jobs. And and it and it's, what else is interesting is that, it, it, well, we know this, but it's all, it's a money. It's all, it's pay to play, baby. It's pay to play. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you mean. When you got on a, an article in the billboard, you had, you hired a publicist to find a writer or something or, or to shop no, no, this, an this article in your head. So this, pu- the publicist has relationships with all the magazines and today's show and good morning America and all these big relationships that she's built. And she's got a, she's got a oh. roster of artists that she gets paid on a retainer monthly or yearly um, X, Y, Z, but, I have she's signed, not paid I, by chapel or Warner chapel. Then? Well, for my, for my deal, I was not only was I writing for Warner chapel, but I also had a development record deal with Warner Warner brothers and Warner records did pay her, um, you know, the money to, okay. to do that. So, but she, I was wondering if you had to pay it to play. I mean, money's money. It's got to get paid somehow, but I, I was wondering if you had to pay it out of your pocket yourself. So that time I did not now, right now at this point, yes, I do. But for, but at that point, no, Warner records had paid for that. Um, you know what? I mean, it's completely, it's not obscure. It's actually, it goes in line here. Uh, I just wanted to share it because I just found this out this weekend, a job that exists. It sounds so fucking awesome, but again, it's like that. Uh, You have to, it's so very weird. I have a friend whose wife provides VIP tours of Disneyland. Really? She VIP? gets paid okay, hang on. You tell very, me. very be good. And she gets tipped by famous people to take them and their families and entourage to Disneyland. Is it Disneyland or Disney World? Whichever one's in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's Disneyland. I don't know. So I'm pretty sure it's Disneyland too. So her job is literally having the best time in the world and and helping other people that are rich. She just knows the park like the back of her hand, or I I had to ask this too. I was really (laughs) and and it's a long explanation that I will 
I, I'm going to try to get through it. But basically, yes, she knows several people inside. Um, they they, though, have approval from higher ups because she has done this so successfully. I believe, though, when it started and it was her just idea that she wanted to do it, that she kind of put a couple things together. I would really like to know how she came about to this. I'm le- I'm learning through her husband, uh, Scott Martin, and and uh, he's an awesome tattoo artist, great energy, and he's he's explaining how his how his wife's done this, that she's created this awesome job, and uh, completely with the permission of Disneyland and the higher ups. As a matter of fact, they appreciate what she's done so much that they afford her several amenities, right? Like a back door that they can travel through the like actors lot from um, ride to ride and then just show up front of line and bypass the bypassing line and no. just like, nah, yeah. And jump on and they're like, Oh no, it's fucking Tom Cruise. Come on, man. It's, I mean, it's not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise buys the whole fucking place, but people <laughs> of lower quality, I guess, is that what we say? Lower level star, you know, they need a backdoor because they'll get mobbed. Right. I mean, the Kardashians, I'm sure they couldn't do it, but others that are lower level, you know, they really want a good experience. They pay, they tip really, really well um, because she's so good at it. The, the Disneyland has said, Hey, we don't want anybody else doing it. We'll kick those other people out. And she started a whole company of people now who help people make a better trip for themselves. Crazy. Anyways, wow. I'm, I'm way off base. I'm sorry, man. Oh, I just found I'm, that I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. That is yeah, because it's a whole new world, right? Like I would have never, when I went to Nashville recently too, man, I love it. It's an awesome place. And you, you d- wouldn't know all the cogs that make that city turn, you know? And when I learn about them, like uh, a, a pumper or, or a, sell, a plugger, you know, yeah. um, or, or when I was at, when I was on Ink Master, that was amazing to me to watch the cogs that made the back end work. You know, you watch TV, you don't know all the people on set though, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then once you start to see behind it, well, you I, for me, I want to know more about all these worlds now. You know, there's there's a crazy, crazy jobs out there that give people great satisfaction. And, yeah. you know, yeah, if, if it's so weird, dude, like what's another side note? Sorry. My, one mm-hmm. of my buddies that shoots a lot of the music videos for, for my project. When he gets on the bigger sets for he goes and shoots big movies. This is sounds like the worst job ever, but this is his job. Totally bizarre job. His job is to, he is the battery charger. All he does yeah. all day is runs around and gets batteries <laughs> and, and keeps his yeah. heart and batteries all damn day. I'm like, you're the battery guy. Wow. That's very well, they call it, am I wrong? In, in On Ink Master, they were calling them bricks. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's what it is then. Yeah. They call it, or they called it their brick. I don't, I mean, I wonder if it's, if it's the same oh, you know, vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah makes- we need another brick. Everybody knows yeah. what you need. Apple box too. Everybody knew what an Apple box was. I'm like, Apple, why the fuck are there so many Apple boxes on instead of TV show? <laughs> but that's for short people. Uh, Apple box is like three inches big and you put it underneath them or, or you set stuff on it. Everybody knows though. We need two Apple boxes. <laughs> this guy. So, uh, so your friend he, that, that shoots the, the video and he changes batteries. He shot the video. I, I know I've met your friend. I can't remember his name. 
um, all I can think of is an uh, American flag speedo on a, a, a plus size. Would we call him portly? <laughs> no. So that's he's the guy that's in the video is not he. My buddy shot that. Yeah, he did shoot the, the video, but he did not. He was not the guy wearing the speedo. No, no. Th that's a different friend of yours, right? Yeah, that's, he is, that's big Bruce. He's a he's a police officer now. <laughs> oh, wow. Already <laughs> like that. Uh, hanging out with his wang out, and uh, now he's making sure other people don't, huh? Dude, it was so funny. It was like that was like the out of that whole video. Like there was people that have watched that, and then I see that, and they're like, "What in the fuck?" And we put it in there just to, for a laugh, you know, like just to to put a little character in it. You know what I mean? Like just a I little obscurity you know like where they're like what and he fuck and they, they they remember it it makes them remember it a little bit because like you said it's like right now that people don't have a fucking clue who i am or what i'm doing but maybe they remember that and then go wait that fucking song wasn't too bad and that that's the guy with <laughs> yeah which which song are you talking about dude speedo american flag speedo that's all i got oh yeah i remember <laughs> yeah exactly. i remember what what's uh what's the budget for that shoot do you do you for, recall oh, for, for the for the the getaway music video? Mm -hmm. I think we had about twelve thousand bucks in it. That seems pretty. I mean, for numbers that I know, that seems kind of cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did it. We were we we definitely tried to do it on a budget. You know. It looked like you're having a blast. Yeah, we was it serious favors and like they did a they did a great okay. job. I was wondering how because you guys were out there. Where where was it? The Bahamas, the Keys. The keys. We we're in the Florida Keys, and and then your um, your housing there is not generally cheap. No, we we so, did an Airbnb. We did an Airbnb. We all flew in, and uh, besides the camera guy, he drove down, and you know, uh, got a deal on the camera rentals, and then the it was cool. The plane the the plane place donated their time and let us come do that. Same with the guy with the boat and the catching the mahi and stuff. They 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 were able to, you know. So is that you think that's a possibility then to plan a vacation by trying to make people think you're shooting a rock video or a country video? Oh, sure, absolutely, absolutely. These people were donating their their plane. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you, I mean, if you can spit enough bullshit, I mean, and that's what's so funny is like we we were doing that kind of. I mean. Were, which was like we we executed what we said we were going to do you know we did do that and they got what they wanted their you know their their sponsor on the whole thing of like their name in the video and it yeah. was publicized and now looking at it now it's like they, they were they're very pleased but it was so funny it was like wow like and one thing i will say this people everybody told me you can't do that 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 budget's going to be over 25 grand no not 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 doable not doable and it's like well we just said kind of sit back and watch the sparks fly and we started calling <laughs> and building you do a hold my beer yeah hold my beer yeah we we did a uh we, we started calling people and just literally just talking to them and building friendships and like and people were all in and we just got down there and went into it with the mindset like we need to make friends and, and like it was my thought was like i was telling the guys like okay i know this sounds crazy and it is this is totally fucking crazy but i think we can we can do it we absolutely can do it It would be no different than somebody saying they wanted to come here we could we could pull shit together and do it if somebody called us and we thought they were cool enough 
to where we would help them. Right. So now you got to be cool. Did exactly. you, were you making these calls? Who was, who was uh, the salesman on this, if you will? So it was me, my buddy, Jared, and uh, who else was helping me at the time? I think it was just, dude, honestly, I think it was just us two. We were just, uh, oh, and the film guy and the film guy. He okay. Because was- he needed something to shoot. So he's excited. He doesn't want to yeah, change like, bricks he, his whole he, life. He's going to have to yeah. do something sometime. Yeah, he was he was all about it, you know. And uh, and your other friend, uh, he's probably figuring he gets a free vacation. You're you're uh, you're setting made, yourself up. Mm-hmm. We made the the most of it. It was so weird, man. Like there was this company we ended up going like right before. I remember there was like a boat show down the road in Cleveland, the IX Center. We, went there and we got to just bullshitting and talking to people. And this one company had this big like blow up pad that sits out on the water. And they said, uh, we got to tell them, Oh yeah, we're going out to shoot a music video and blah, blah, blah. They're like, really? These blow up pads are like $2,000. So like take this blow up pad, put it in the video. So that was a whole bitch. We're like, how in the hell we, what we did, we checked the (laughs) thing and we're like, well, the guy gave us a $2,000 blow up pad. We got to take it. It was like, right. it It was so weird. It was like just shit. Once the, we, the logistics we, on that, did the camera guy drive it down or did you have to oversize? And no, have we, it? Checked that, we checked that mother. It was, it. well, then we couldn't bring it back. We couldn't bring it back because once it was out of the box, it was kind of like, you know, those. You couldn't get it back in that tight ass. Yes. Oh, yes. And that was like not happening, but it was so fun because it was like, we checked it. Like, and it, what was so fun, man. It's like, we look back on this. Like I, all me and my buddies that all took, went down there and did this. Like they, even the speedo guy, he's like, dude, those were some of the best memories I've ever had. And I will carry with me forever. He's like, we had no fucking plan. We had no clue if what we were doing was right. We had right. a blast. We went down there and shot film for a week. We went fishing. Depending on people's oh. charity and goodwill. Dude, absolutely. And like, like I said, we spent about 12 grand, but it was like, realistically, I bet if like somebody like actually budgeted that out, like for somebody here in town, like with a label or something, they'd be like, yeah, that'd be 60 grand or something crazy. Yeah. And we're like, dude, we're going we and like we weren't picky they this one dude he he had done passed away from a drug overdose uh since then since then but the guy's house we shot it at like i remember he was like he called him called us up he was so cool man he's cool as fucking dude ever had a badass place right on the water dude beautiful like we're right where we shot like the bonfire scene and like pulled the trucks up and yeah. uh dude it was so weird that was unplanned like totally unplanned like we get down there the guy's like man i got a place you can come check it out we're like boom this is fucking perfect we had no script we had nothing we're like okay we got the camera crew we got this let's write the scenes as we fucking go then my buddy's like hey uh i know this guy over social media he runs nasty trucks nation i looked it up it was two million followers i'm like holy fuck he hits the dude up he's like hey bro you want your truck to be in the m- music video will you promote it Dude, and we had that was our that was our PR, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'll meet you down." Oh there. my god! He brought us down. He had he brought this big. That's the big orange truck that's in this music video. And uh, dude, he's like, that dude had two million followers, and we're like, "Holy shit!" We're like, and we just well, like, every time you jump somebody onto this, it's helping your own platform, right? Dude, oh, hundred percent. And like, and then it turned into this fun fucking thing where we're like, "Wow, this turned out to be like a whole fucking thing." Like, if we had to. There was no way we could ever redo that again. Mm-hmm. And then it started this whole thing of like, sometimes like it's just so fun to not have a script and like just like wing it and like, but putting the pressure on yourself, like we have to figure this out. We got to find right. something. 
start talking to people, start doing stuff, driving around, cold calling. Like, and then when we got down there, it was like, we were finding more shit, just driving around going, okay, this will work. Like you wouldn't believe yeah. that. And there's people that want to be a part of it. Cause in the end, they get something out of it too. Even if you become nothing, they had a fun time, but oh, there's a good dude. chance if they're liking yeah. you, then they're going to be like, wow, this guy's got a likable quality. Dude, and it that's was so that crazy. that's going to show. And I'm going to see, and big. I'll be a part of, and one day I'll be sitting back while he's performing at the CMAs and his number one top hit with a bullet. And I'll be like, dude, I gave that guy a fucking flotation device. He left in the keys. <laughs> dude. It, it is so funny because it's like, and, and then after you can see on Spotify or like, kind of like this podcast, you know, you can see where your listeners are coming from. It was mm -hmm. so funny, dude. One of my hottest areas after this was right there from the keys, man. Like I, now, anytime I go down to the Florida keys, dude, I got so many friends down there. Like no joke, dude. We got so many people down there that we kick it with, hang it with. We go down to the key West songwriters festival. We go down there. Like it is just so freaking cool, man. Like the power of that, you know, uh, I would challenge what you said before then when you said you couldn't do it again. I bet you could. I bet you could maybe maybe, <laughs> well, maybe like, increase the budget a little bit. Thing, if what if you could actually thing, find you know? someone else to fund this whole thing? And you'd be like, listen, I just want to take a rich guy's money and go and shoot a video with everybody else's stuff. want to do it for free or maybe just the, the, the crew set, you know, cost. Yeah, dude, it's that's that's a real thing, dude. Like it is it's so funny, like because then it dictates your choices almost too, right? Like you're you have to be more open to things. You can't say, no, this is what it's gonna be. Uh and and anything other than that, I don't accept. Instead, you actually have to be like, nah, man, that's that's what we can do because that's what we got. Well, and it's like, man, yeah, it's like, you know, and what was so fun, I will say to that way versus like i've done other music videos where it was very organized and very like scripted it almost it was way less fun dude like we had so much fucking fun and you wouldn't believe like people will flock when you get a and we had like two or three guys with big camera rigs you know the thing where the the yeah the, like, the gimbal thing that comes up over their head and it's got a big camera on it you know my buddies are in the they are they their other friend owns a big camera rental we had the red cameras we had all the shit we had all the high-tech redneck high-tech gear that they had whatever i mean it was like crazy shit they had like it looks so cool the camera guys so like when you roll into a place and we're holding a guitar and we're doing this people fucking flock because they don't know Right, right. No one, but for being told, even knows what they like sometimes. You know, half the time we listen to things or we see things, especially this is why I recognize in my art, and we don't know that we like them until they've, unless we've seen them before. Uh, one example I, I can give is an art class. I, I never got to go to college or any kind of art classes beyond high school. So I always listened to what my friends who did they would have stories about things they would remember from it. And I would always try and pull it out of them. One of them told me about how a teacher had them do a painting, anything they wanted, any subject they wanted, and then bring it in his first day of class. And he went through with a white bucket of paint, gesso, which is opaque and it just covers things. And he would ask everybody in the classroom what they liked about it. And every time they would mention I like this area here because I was able to use the technique of, and they had name an artist's name. 
And every time they would name a name, he would cover up that area until they were left with only a piece of them of themselves, as he said, because he knew that they were they were braggadociously to saying the name of where they'd seen it before. And he was saying, oh, that's just a replication or a, a attempted replication of something that, you know, is safe and you feel that it's safe because it's been chosen and accepted pro because somebody else did the hard work to make it that way because Picasso came by and he just did lines or he did a cubist face or Van Gogh just caked fucking oil paint on there. And so it's okay. But back when Van Gogh was doing it, it didn't sell for shit. He only sold one painting his whole life. Now he's got some of the most expensive paintings in the world. That's at the, at the auctions, you know, I, yeah, it's crazy. I find that, I don't know this interesting, <laughs> like, like, it, and, and I now look for that, too, um, for what is me and what is, you know, for other artists. I always, I always uh, want to see their perspective on the world and, and, and how it fits inside of that frame. Dude, you want to hear a fucked up story? <laughs> yes. That's what we're here for. Dude, you to making me think about my art class back in the day. And I got an A plus. And uh, check this. Check this out. They wanted us to do an abstract painting. And like you said, the exactly same shit, dude. People doing whatever. Well, me and my buddies, I swear to God, dude, my 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 mom still, I remember my mom was absolutely fucking mortified. <laughs> because we you know my mom too. Like Yes, dude, I do. Yes. Like, <laughs> we love you. Oh fuck, dude. It was just like what'd you do? Let's check this. We I went to Hobby Lobby. We bought this fucking huge fucking canvas. And uh, I said, all right, guys. And we were, we were smoking a bunch of weed and drinking cooking wine, dude. I remember we were fucking sick as balls. Like, I'm like, we're, that's the only alcohol we could get our hands on, I guess. Like, we were whatever. Fuck? So we <laughs> fucking wine. painted. Dude, we, I told, we ha we're, we're all, you know, uh, in the kitchen. <laughs> My mom, mm -hmm. so she was upstairs and whatever. We paint our genitals and our ass and we print it all over this fucking canvas. Who's, whose idea was this? Dude, I can't recall now. But yeah, I think you have a friend that I'm putting under homo suspicion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're all, he was like, hey, guys, I got a great idea. Oh, dude. And you know when We're like, you know, just total punks in high school. And we're fucking dying laughing like, ah, oh, dude, that's going to be so fucking funny. It looks so fucking. We made Your mom so comes cool. down and her sons and all his friends penises and asses. <laughs> Well, luckily we were all we were all um uh you know our all of our dicks were put away at this time. <laughs> I remember I was painting, I was painting my buddy Ben, I was painting his ass with a paint. Uh, yes. And my mom yeah. she comes down and says, What the fuck are you guys doing? And uh and she was, she goes, You guys are fucked up. Like you guys so cool when you, you got guys... married to your wife, how how relieved was she? Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, absolutely relieved. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know which team you was hitting for. I was, I was oh. hoping at least to get an adopted grandson or granddaughter. Dude, that's hilarious. You know, it's like exactly. It's like what the fuck. But but you know how it is. Like, dude, we didn't. You know, we didn't give a. We didn't give a fuck. Like, no. You know, no, I don't know how it is, man. That's some. That's some oh. sus stuff right there. I don't know. No, well, no, well, I got you. All my buddies. You know, we were, we were gen genuinely. You know. 
not not gay in the slightest. I mean, that was slightly gay, but we weren't. There was none of that going on. I mean, it was just I, I, the, the slightest. Time, I don't know. I'll argue at, that at one. the time. <laughs> at the time, dude, we were just you know boozing, drinking, and we thought it was so fucking funny, dude, because we we're. What so did excited. you guys paint with your Picasso? Oh, absolutely. We fucking we mushroom painted that fucker. Right? Did, uh, did you I, make yeah. a, a, a a butterfly? Uh, Dude, anything God, or like, just abstract? Like a, well, like you know, we'd lay the canvas on the floor. I, I I would paint myself, lay down on it, get up. They would paint themselves, lay down, get, and and vice versa. We 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 made this this abstract thing, and uh and we and it was so fucking funny, dude. And we took it in the next day, dude, mm-hmm. and the, and the art teacher staring at it, and uh, and you goes, guys are all under eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a pornographic painting. This is a, this is a a child <laughs> porn fucking <laughs> painting, bro. Like she has to go to jail for looking at it, for owning it. You got to go and dispose of that <laughs> so thing. Fucking, so we take this in, and you know us guys, we're all in the same art class. We're fucking dying. We're like, what? Oh. You know, you know, in there, and the, and the teacher, and they knew. I mean, he knew, and we got it back. And you know, he art teacher, a, a guy or a girl. He was a guy, and he was my favorite fucking teacher out of the whole place. I took every fucking class I could with that motherfucker. He was the coolest fucking dude, and he laughed there. And I remember him laughing to himself and, like, you know, shaking his head and didn't really say much. And we got the fucking grade back, and he gave us a fucking A plus, dude. <laughs> now I got it. Now he's under suspicion. <laughs> dude, <laughs> but it was so because, like you were saying, all he's like, nice job there. styles. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Who's is that one? Yeah, <laughs> did he did he give you guys new nicknames or anything? No, we're gonna I call remember, you Stubby. He didn't, he didn't say much. Yeah, he didn't say much besides like, and you could tell he would he wanted to laugh and he just shaking his fucking head like absolutely shaking his head and like wouldn't didn't say much but we did we got an A plus on the fucking thing and I think but back to what you had said, I remember him saying something along lines of you know it, you know he goes not appropriate blah 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 what you guys do but he goes but what you didn't realize what you're doing is you are creating art you know you are 100%. doing something that is not see and i think it was the thought process is all these other people wanting to do exactly what you said mirror the the van gogh mirror the whatever mm-hmm. mirror all these people you know they got a, a new rendition of starry night but it's a fucking field of flowers whatever i don't know but it's like mm-hmm. this was just told he said abstract and it was fucking, it looked totally different than everybody else's. Or any other before, except for perhaps, are you familiar with Picasso, the artist in Florida who paints with his penis? No, no, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, I mean, his butt too, he'll, he'll he's. Yeah, that's what we did. That's what we fucking did. I, I don't know how long he's been doing it, but I don't want, I wonder if you couldn't sue him for stealing your process. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! But anyway, so we're talking about art and stuff, dude. It was just making me laugh because I'm like, why? I look back. That was like one of the high school things that were like, well, that makes sense. Why we almost didn't graduate. <laughs> right on. Our our energy might have been focused in the wrong area That's, there. Oh, dude, hundred hundred fucking percent. <laughs> but you did graduate. You ended up in college, even. Yeah, I did. I graduated barely, and uh, that—that's well, a whole other story. I—I I bargained. What were you going that. to college for, though? I—I I thought I asked on that, and I don't think I got. I—I I heard you were a security guard. Remember, oh, you were going to be a nursing. Yep, I do. Recall. And I remember, my mom said, "Well, you should, you know, you should come work in the hospital, and see what you're getting into and stuff." And dude, she I didn't mean, want you to be a nurse, then, did she? I mean, she was I, like, I he, "Once know. he gets <laughs> in here, he'll see it." Oh, dude, it was so fucking nasty. It was like, 
And I, I, I honestly hats off to all of those people. They are special people because I could yeah. now looking back, I could never do it. I mean, we had to like, especially when people would go like cuckoo for cocoa puffs, we would have to strap them to the bed and people will spit on you, rip their IVs out and try to squirt you with their blood. I mean, fucking crazy mm. shit, dude. Yeah, those uh there there are there's a special um yeah dude, i don't know what especially after going through covid that's off through the fucking ceiling tile climb up try to get over the fucking i mean they're nuts and then we're all right guys <laughs> uh we got to get this lady out of the ceiling <laughs> you see up there like uh like yippee ki yo motherfuckers like she was she was uh bruce willis yeah diehard she was definitely off her rocker, and I don't. I I I just remember telling my mom, "What in the fuck am I doing here?" <laughs> You're a learning, a learning <laughs> yeah. lesson. I've heard that, and I really like it uh, that people need to get their education as much as from what they don't like or don't want, you know, oh, as yeah. as to what they do, because a lot of times that will help you. You know, if you know you don't like something. It's easier not to do it right yeah i mean dude it's just uh yeah so that i mean it's just it's so funny we just it's wild. what's what's going next what's on the horizon next for us styles so on I, the horizon uh well i will say this i had another song come out with craig morgan uh it just released yesterday i got another song on another country stars record um just dropped yesterday called sounds like home waiting yeah. for the, uh, Waiting for Country On to to hopefully make it to the number one slot. Working on tours and what's stuff what's like the song the, the this this other song that you, who was it Craig Morgan? Yeah, Craig Morgan. Uh, he's uh-huh. he, you know uh, he sings like Redneck Yacht Club, International Harvester, some some other a lot of. If you're a country music fan, you definitely know who Craig Morgan is. Yeah, check it out. It's on his new deluxe album, and uh, it's called what's it Sound, called Sounds Sounds Like Home. Right on. And then, so this is this is the other reason I'm excited. I've been telling you for some time. I've never wanted a jet ski. I've only wanted to ride my rich friend's jet skis. You wrote a second. The second song got picked up within a year. You just went from <laughs> that manager money at McDonald's. You're you're like low end construction worker money right now, buddy. Like, bro, bro, you I keep know. at it five, six more years, you're gonna be up there to I don't know nurse money. Yeah, I mean, I should be, I should be okay. I mean, I'm hoping we'll see. And I'm, I'm hoping this, you know, and like we had talked before, uh, I'm trying to get my own artistry. I got some deals in the works right now. We're trying to, we got some currently as we're we're talking, two two great a new. Uh, some artist stuff in the works right now. By um, artist, you mean of your yourself, right? You, yeah, yeah. my own artistry stuff. Some are you dropping your stuff. last name or are you keeping it? Because because uh, it's it's holding it. you back. Everybody's expecting it. to see the heartthrob Harry Styles, and Dude, they get I the heartthrob Styles Harry. Oh, I know, and they get the totally they get the shock of what in the fucking hillbilly fuck did I just show up to? This is not Harry Styles. He's not he's not wearing a dress at all. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, yeah, is it I'm harder now that you don't have those biceps the same side as your fucking melon <laughs> yeah bro i will <laughs> say it's it's not as easy anymore i'm definitely dropping nope. its name because now that i don't have those biceps and i i stopped uh you know i you're totally- a dad now too what happened to your abs 
Dude, dad mod I I swear, dude, it's like a video game, dude. Dad mod mod mode. Dad bod mode kicked in. And uh <laughs> yeah, I had to drop the last name so we don't get no more confusion. And I'm hoping, dude, this new deal will work out. Get my own shot at country radio next year and uh you know, do some more touring, um, write more songs, get more cuts and create more merch. And but again, like I was saying from the beginning. Just not forcing anything. Try keep, keeping the lights on, keeping food on the table, doing the thing, but keeping working. Keep, yeah, I'm gonna. I am going to absolutely going to be busting my ass and working my tail off, but I am not going to rush nothing. I'm just going to try to keep steady on the course and enjoy the way up. You know. How many days a week are you writing now? Then five. Okay, still five. I'm That's going the- I'm going to write this evening on a Sunday um for a few hours um been working with a lot of canadians lately and uh yeah they love country up there we we produced a new song that we're going to i produced a song on a girl with my buddy Ilya, who also produced some jelly roll and uh uh the son of a sinner what was the song son of a sinner it's it's in a it's uh in the top 10 right now me and my i i my friend Ilya. Uh, produced that and I co-produced another song called Wish okay. Gonna Wish You Did on a new girl and they're taking it to Canadian radio so that'll be my first song going to Canadian radio that I produced which would be kind of cool or that'll be it's next called year. Gonna Wish You Did now when you say produce what do you do as a producer so as a producer it's like what I'm doing is I go to the tracking session we are you know helping them nail the vibe and the basically the the format of hey we want we want this guitar lick to sound like this we did all the pre-production we we created a, a sig lick uh a, a something real hooky and then say oh well can you make can you make the chorus not go to halftime here or not bring the chorus down make it drive all the way through or hey instead of do a, a full eight bars on the solo whatever and then uh all the do, decisions but well, like you kind of got the bare bones of it but you have to make decisions to finalize the product for the the record the artist for the artist just trying to really make sure that the communicating with the band leader because that was with Ilya. those guys are so pro they are going to make it sound like uh, they do they get most of the credit here on the tracking mm-hmm. side of things but then uh once and my job is just to make sure that the artist feels like what the band is creating in the studio session of recording the song like drummer guitarist all these people that it's like the hitting the vibe that she is excited about and then getting yeah. with them um, with from, from her feedback to make sure we're nailing that. Then I take, go with her. She goes to the vocal booth and then I help her, you know, all the pronunciation of the money words and how she's singing each line, get a, get her best vocal pass possible and, you know, have her sing verse one a hundred times the chorus a hundred times all this is stuff. that kind of what's happening when i watch the voice oh are, are they kind of are the are uh gwen stefani and them are they acting like producers yeah yeah kind of like but that's like that's even more staged this stuff well, is yeah. like, and then and then what i'm and then what i'm also doing is listening after we get it her vocal and and the the, the band is tracked then we we go through and we listen to the mix. So I got, uh, you know, we got a set of studio speakers at, at home. Plus I have 
uh, Warner Warner Brothers I can go and listen to over there. And then listening to, okay, where's her vocal sitting versus all the other instruments? How does the snare drum sound? What are the guitar tones like? Is there any cool little siglicks that are buried that need to be brought up? Is it sound uh, like it's too tinny or bright or, you know, you know, just going through and making sure everything sounds uh, that it feels like a hit, you know, and then making mix notes and sending it back to the mixing engineer and then talking, you know, working and talking through with the artist, making sure is there anything that you hate, you know, because at the end of the day, you're putting your name on it. So like, I'm going to help give my two cents on stuff. If you agree, then we'll, we'll send it. And when then, you write your own songs, are you acting as your own producer? Yeah. So like on my stuff, okay. I do, I, I do a lot of my own producing and stuff, but I do work with some other producers too, because I love having a, a fresh set of ears on stuff, you know, especially working with like Phil Billy and Ilya and some of these other guys that are, are, are seriously freaking pros, you know? And like I said mm -hmm. before, I'm green, but I'm, I try to be fast to learn and, and soak shit up like a sponge and, and get in there and, and work. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still will. I absolutely will still fall back on, on the veteran guys, you know? No, I do. Yeah. It seems like it's a, some model of success for you, you know, for, yeah, for like every, it, cause everything has also been very community oriented with you. I mean, everything oh, very hundred oh, percent. And I bet it's like that in tattooing. It's like, be like a new guy in tattooing. It's like, you're super fucking hungry to learn and you want to be pumping at pumping out kick-ass shit. But at the end of the yeah. day, it is so important to listen to the guys that are veteran tattoo artists, like that have been doing it forever that you can learn from. But it's like, you're trying to do like, you don't want to just be like not doing shit. You want to be like kicking ass and, you know, probably pumping out as much great art pieces as possible on, on people. But it's like, and, and trying to do your own thing and run your own business. But it's like, you know, as, as new tattoo artists, like going to guys like yourself that have been in the industry for a long time and, you know, or other, other tattoo artists that are like, you know, you got to still, that's how it is. You know, like, I, I think that's, gotta, you got to lean that's on pointed for sure with, with my experience. And as you know, with traveling, um, to all these tattoo conventions, that's exactly something that I see in the truth that, people really start to hone their skills when they go out to these tattoo conventions. If they, you know, hit two to three in a year or something like that, I feel like they all really start to step up because it kind of, they, they get out of their small pond, you know, they get an idea of what's on the horizon for them, you know, or what's on the horizon or for other people where other people are at, so they can start a new goalpost. And uh, it, I, I see that a lot, actually. I don't know that we're so, uh, I don't, I'm not telling them anything anymore. <laughs> they yeah. come up and ask questions. I'm like, I don't even know if you're ready for, to listen to me yet. <laughs> I almost have to interview people before I'm like, I don't want to waste the time telling you something, you know, you're not ready to listen. Some people are, I shouldn't, now I'm talking smack. No, Enough no, about no. my industry though. Fuck my industry. It's, what's tattoos? Stupid. No, but Music you know, but brings that's, that's people so together. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It, that's so true. I mean, I think that, I mean, and here's the deal. I think, I mean, I will say this. I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like any other writers or whatever, whatever creative like skill set where it's like that in any industry, as a young guy, you're trying to get in there and 
absolutely be kicking ass and doing the best you can and be proud of what you're doing. But it's like, if you are not humble enough to look up to your veterans and people and learn from people that have been, have way more man hours into it than you do, then you're yeah. not going to be the best you can. You know, like, dude, like people, I will say this, they're like, oh, well, why aren't you writing with all these young guys? Well, it's like, I try to, I do write with the young guys, but I, dude, I try to write with guys that are 50 years and older, always, always. Like, those are my go-to guys because I love, and I feel like I have become such, like, dude, check this out. I'm, I'm going to be 28 December 2nd. Everybody else that is on Country On, is over 50 years old. You figure that is uh you you're soaking up wisdom uh expertise. Well, and what what is very cool is I had the idea. I had the idea of country on and brought it to those guys and absolutely like I'm going I I try as hard as I can, but it's like I love when they they take some stuff that I that I say or words and but they'll make it just a little bit better, a little bit fresher, or, you know, it's just like, and they, they do it's because they have, they've been doing it a lot longer than I have. So it's like, right. I, they love it because like, I feel like my strong suit is bringing ideas and melodies and, and, you know, that kind of stuff, but it's nice having like, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've learned that I've definitely learned like that. It like, finishes the story. I think, I, I think I see it like, uh, People sometimes are often they, they really want to show that they did something themselves for ego's sake. You know, they'd be like, listen, I'm a self-made man, which is like, I don't I mean, what a sad story when you're a self-made anything. Uh, first off, I, I generally disbelieve it. I don't think anybody is so self-made. You know, there's this long string of people that you're not giving credit to somewhere that are not inside of that story and often and sometimes people do it for their own ego but also as they do it i feel they short change themselves because now they can't listen to other people's ideas or if they do they have to try and find a way to make it seem as though that idea were their own instead of standing on the shoulders of giants you know to pick the apples or whatever they're um trying to say i built this fucking ladder yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. And that's what's so funny is like with and, and it's I harder will, to build a ladder than to than to ask somebody to, you know, hey, do you mind putting me on your shoulders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Anyways. And no, and I get that a hundred percent, dude. And what is so what is so funny is like, but that's just it, man. Like, and a lot of people, a lot of the younger writers in town, they'll shit, they'll shit on the on on some of the older guys who go, Oh, they had their turn. It's our turn. I'm like, dude. Y'all are fucking up, man. Like you, this is your chance right now to learn everything you can from them and then apply it to what you're doing. Plus you'll ha have that to carry with you in the future when these yeah. guys are coming down in the next people, you know, 20 some years from now. And these, no. the yeah, well, a certain expectation that you'd get to hold too. at least when you get old inside of the industry, you want to be like these young timers, these fucking piece of shit kids. They don't give a fuck about their elders like we used to those guys are all going to be like these kids don't give a shit about us elders and be like but then again i didn't give a fuck about mine so right and that's just it dude and i will you know what's so funny though check this shit when uh luke bryan's like i would say his favorite one of his favorite lines in the whole damn song 
it says, hey, hey, USA, we ain't seen our better days. Hell, hey, y'all, hell, no, country on. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember when David Frazier, the other guy that he's, yeah, he's in his 60s. He, uh, he said, hey, hey, USA. And I swear, dude, I was like, that I think that is cheesy as fuck. There's no way we cannot. <laughs> I'm like, that's so damn cheesy. And I remember yeah. it made me laugh because he goes, he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. A little cheese is all right when you got a lot, like when you got a good chunk of sausage wrapped up with that cheese. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then, and He's I got saw- some point, right? He <laughs> likes some cheese on a hot dog, good sausage. <laughs> Dude, and it's so funny because here we are, flash forward. Fucking Luke's favorite fucking line. It is on all the promo. Hey, hey, US. I'm like, shit, dog. I'm like, that was the that, but there it is. There's that moment. Where you're, wow, there's something to learn from these guys. Like, yeah, I would have, I would have never, I if 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 I would have been the only guy writing that song, I would have been like, hell no, we ain't putting that in there. That's cheesy as hell. Hey, it bro, might not have been on all right here. Yeah. and then it might not have been on Luke Bryant's. I mean, if this is his favorite part of the song, dude, absolutely. Is that exactly? It's just like. But that's why I just trying to soak it up from these guys, man. It's like and and learning. Um, like I, I I was writing uh yesterday, no, Friday, I wrote with uh the dust on the bottle guy, David Lee Murphy, the dust on yeah. the bottle, great friend of mine. Uh, that that dude has written so many hits. I love that that love writing with that guy because it is so it's so cool to just see how he crafts and does his thing. And it's just like I feel like I pick up little bits and pieces uh from his thing way of doing it uh yeah every time i write with him man it's just like cool as shit and you know a lot, does know- it does it almost seem easy and effortless when he's doing it and you can tie into that effortlessness too dude 100 percent. it's like but it's like i what i love is they don't a lot of it's conversational and don't overthink it dude when you try to overthink it too much it becomes like not cool it doesn't become <laughs> like it become you make it not cool by overwriting it you outright it you know what i mean yeah like it's so yeah weird. i do it's like he uh <laughs> it's like the weird and he'll come up with just some of the weirdest quirkiest stuff man like the one of the lines he had uh the, the another song we wrote this wasn't the song we wrote on on friday uh but one of the lines is that he had on a course and it ended up being so catchy. It was dra- dragging that cooler down a little dirt path. Got my pretty baby riding piggyback. <laughs> like what the flip he spit that out. And I'm like, dude, that is like hilarious. Like that's not what you would usually put together. Yeah. I was just like weird. So, obscure. but in a thought it does it. I mean, it, I don't know what the song's about, but it certainly gives you the idea of, of being a father and taking the picnic to the beach or whatever, and it ain't easy. You got one hand on the on the cooler and you know, dude, dragging like, through. I think and it says should have got the cooler with the wheels, you know. Dude, but at the chorus is it's like uh you know, so this song was called Living Easy. It's uh and the chorus is, you know, dragging that cooler down a little dirt path, got my pretty baby riding piggyback. Two uh two drinks away from three sheets to the wind. Something da 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 no cares, no worries. I ain't in a hurry. Look out, world, here I am. Living easy. 
<laughs> it's like what the flip but it was so catchy wait the way he was singing it dude is like real absolutely really catchy it was like what's this th this seems to be a theme with it maybe it's just country music but with your music a lot of it's relaxed laid back again it's not overthought um is is that a theme of yours too or yeah dude i will i i i think absolutely like there's a lot of it's got to make i think the key the the thing that i've learned if i had to put it in one line is or a couple sentences is if if when you're writing in the melody and the words if it doesn't make you feel something then it's not right it's got to make you feel something it could be anything you can feel any way but if mm -hmm. it doesn't make you feel something take you somewhere in your mind in your in your heart in happy sad pissed off laughing smiling like if it don't make you feel some sort of way like wow that that song makes me want to drink a beer wow that song makes me just want to fucking punch a wall wow that song makes me want to get in my car and drive around that song makes me want to call my dad that song makes me want to call my mom if it don't make you feel something then it's not right yeah. you know what, I mean? yeah. what what makes you feel angry then i i don't think i've heard that in any of your songs I don't yeah, think I've I, heard anger at least in any of your songs. I know, I know. I don't, I'm not really, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not, I'm not an angry person, really. Well, you don't got to be mad about it. No, I, some no, of us no. got enough for everybody, but, <laughs> but we do, uh, we do try to take notes. You know, I was, I'm always working on this anger thing that I got. And so I'm always interested. And I think people that uh, listen to me, I think they identify with some pissed off bit. And one way that I deal with it is I've cut out a lot of music uh and i think it's actually helped me quite a bit um even though i'm a big icp fan i don't listen uh -huh. to him too often uh and even though i liked i grew up on heavy metal just angsty anthrax ozzy osbourne and and um i don't really listen to it so much anymore now i'm more like old laid back you know it, jackson five James Brown, Ruth Franklin, Otis Redding, Bill Withers. Um, so, so because I, I find those, I just listen to what makes me happy now. You know, Stevie yeah, Wonder. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, dude. It's like, that's just it. And that's like, I guess that's my thing is like, I could create, you know, I try not to create negative stuff. I want to create in my mind. I want to create good, like a good, good vibes, you know, like. Right. Totally something that somebody could a cheap little motel pool and drink a, a happy hour or whatever, you know, happy hour, six pack. Well, do you have a fear that uh, if you looked at the other, you wouldn't see life that way then I'm guessing. Right. If, if you concentrated it all on the hate, then your life would steer towards that more. And as you focus more on uh, things like getaway, you end up in the keys with an awesome vacation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty I awesome. Think, no, it's like it's it's exactly that. I think uh yeah, I just try to keep it in a good in a good mindset, you know. And I think because that's what I if people turn on my music, I don't want to I always like to try to build people up and 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 hopefully pull them out of a a bad spot you know so i think that's why i my knee-jerk reaction is always to write something in that that realm you know 
did somebody in your life were were they very musical that that you associated with when you were young or something? Where where that get where where's this yeah, come so from? Like, so it's on both the, both my parents' sides, like my not my mom or dad, or but it's like all my both sides. My great grandparents on both sides would both play and and stuff, and my mom's and my dad's side. But what really sparked it for me that got me so into it was there was a country band that would rehearse in my dad's shop and I would go out there and listen to him. And I was just thought it was the coolest shit, dude. And, uh, his shop, he had a shop at his house at your house or yeah, yeah, big shop growing up where he ran his mechanical contracting company out of, and, uh, they would rehearse there. And I remember my dad rebuilt the, the engine in my, in my, in his, in the drummers Chevelle or something. And, uh, I, he, I think I know he, he paid my dad, but then he also bought me a drum kit and that started oh, wow. the whole damn thing. And then my buddies, uh, Dan and Stefan, their dad, uh, they just saw you just enamored there at the practice or something, thought you might want drums or, or, or they needed yeah, oh, a drummer yeah. and they're like, are all other drummers 72 years old? He ain't making them much longer. We need a kid. I don't know. The guy just bought me a drum kit and it was fucking cool shit. And oh. I would rock out and, and my, and it was so weird because, and this is where our band, we had our first band formed in fourth grade, dude. We played, we would play, we were playing birthday parties and talent shows like fourth grade, sixth grade. Like, do we, uh, like no shit, man. We would, uh, then my buddies, they, their, their dad bought them a guitar and a, and a bass. And we, our first song we ever played together was TNT by ACDC. And we, I remember we didn't have a mic stand. We had a karaoke thing, speaker, and we plugged the speaker and taped the fucking, microphone to the corner of the wall yes <laughs> okay we duct taped it dude and we rocked out and i remember my dad saying turn that shit the fuck off damn like it for a while like it would be like he would listen to it for hours and then finally we knew we knew it, 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 was, it was like <laughs> push the limit for, oh oh we would oh we would fuck to push the limit as hard as we could because like, we always knew we would run it until he would say Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like practice is over today, dude. dude. He's like, dude. They're they. He's like, they just are absolutely fucking. Like, and I remember my dad jokes now saying, like, oh yeah, like he's saying he hopes he hopes my daughters give me as much hell as I gave him with the music. Uh, he goes, dude. I he goes, it was hell. I had to. Yeah, listen but to look it. how it won't be hell for you. Right. No. I mean, you're already there. You couldn't yeah. wait. You'd love to share that they're going to be into pipe fitting, unfortunately. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, dude. I hope not. I'm like, oh, God. Like, you got your daughter over there listening. When you're making music, don't let her play with Legos, Lincoln blocks. Dude. And that's what's fucking crazy, dude, is she's so, you can tell she's already taken stuff apart. She's not even two years old, dude. She's trying to put stuff, take stuff There's apart and put it back together. Does River seem any? Is she musical at all? Or uh... yeah, she's uh, extremely gravitated uh, to uh, guitars and uh, and just loves to have music on twenty four seven. Awesome. What are you listening to around there? I know you got eclectic tastes. Do you, do you listen to mostly country now? Yeah, I listen or and that and 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 then like acdc and i love the new power up album by acdc i've been rocking that like fucking crazy what uh you got much influence from the old timers uh the highway men uh, willie johnny uh, merle dude, haggard dude i mean I, I i play a few of their songs out and stuff but but surprisingly no i i'm not a big 
I don't, I don't have, I don't have an extreme influence from them. I most, of my, like I said, most of my influence really it comes from like a lot of nineties country stuff. And then like, uh, like just, I listen to a lot of Michael Jackson and ACDC and like that stuff, like rock, rock, like, you know, Chevelle and, uh, mm-hmm. All that's like I would. It's just funny for me that it turns into it when when it gets filtered through your brain, it turns into this uh, this different drive of music, this different genre, which I love. But that's, I think it's, like, it's like important. Actually, something right? on, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like so weird. If I'm turning something on, like I'm gonna turn on, I'm probably gonna either turn on Kenny Chesney, ACDC, Green Day, um. Four Year Strong, A Day to Remember, Blink One Eighty Two, Chevelle. Uh, so uh, I, I remember like not a lot of Slipknot, but I would listen to uh, Slipknot. I had because I had Joey Jordanson's signature double kick drum set, the Slipknot signature series. <laughs> okay, I have I have that drum kit. I was like, you play uh, a double kick drum set then? Oh hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah, we. Uh, you gonna work that into your country? Oh dude, honestly, there some of them are. That's yeah. the next wave. You watch. I, I metal, bet metal. They're already doing it. You got to check out a song called "Sold Out" by Hardy. Um, that's like okay. a new, like a new song to come out. He totally blended metal with country, and it's like it blew up, dude. It, it's like, uh, it's like a, a undiscovered thing that they never knew they needed. <laughs> right. Like, so dude, weird. I knew I knew my country was missing something. It just happens to be double bass. <laughs> dude yeah you i got a prescription yeah. oh, and yeah. what i need is more double bass dude absolutely it's all right <laughs> uh, no, i got a fever and his prescription is more double bass <laughs> yeah. all right it's hopefully candy fun. can edit that so my joke lands way to go kyle just fucking up brother i appreciate you talking to me um let me talking does your thing i think it's been a minute and i feel like i should let you go and get back to your day before we get into a writing session Um, (laughs) dude eventually eventually we should write a song on a podcast like all that is now i have never that's a good idea brother you know what i love about podcasts is they're a community man that we share this stuff so if uh if you start a podcast doing that i mean i bet people listen right too but they and, hear a lot of bullshit but i mean well you can i mean it's not uh, it's not cancelable bullshit right you're not no, you're no. not like getting no. you, you ain't got to worry about twitter anymore know, but how long do they hang in here how long do how long do podcast listeners hang in there you know it depends on the the, the people you cultivate that's what i find like the people that are listening to me they seem to like to listen about hour and a half to three hours when, shit, when it goes really? three hours long, uh, they only usually listen to two and a half. So I throw little Easter eggs at the end of them sometimes. Wow. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, dude, podcasts are awesome because uh, they are this community that, that shares. And I think if you're making them for people who are interested in writing music, you know, like what you described to me, uh, I can imagine a lot of people wanting to know especially young kids wanting to, to know more about that not having the i mean we don't have those in flint michigan but if there's something i could take from a podcast of that same thing the round table the round of the three of you guys playing or the writing sessions then i bet that could uh that could get some traction you know it's all about what people are interested in nowadays we don't care for, podcast people don't really 
watch TV so much. And I mean, podcasts are also different than, say, uh, like a YouTube a vlogcast. I don't know if that's what they are, but a video podcast. You may want to do that, too. But I feel like the most people that listen to me drive long hours. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so what and do you do? You just record it all through Zoom and then. Just like this, brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, Candy's on another computer there and then she'll edit it out, you know, so that she'll, I thought that she used to take out all the instances of me saying, uh, or, but I guess she just, (laughs) and I thought she made my jokes land. I thought a lot of shit. I guess I put a lot of (laughs) credit on her and then I was listening and I left in all this stuff that I was like, edit that out, Candy. And I'm like, Candy, why is that still in there? You forgot to edit this. She's like, I don't edit your shit like that. I don't know what you think I do. I don't have that energy. But yeah, you could create it into whatever you want. I, I I listen to podcasts myself, and some of them, like the Dave Chappelle podcast, really artsy, high end production kind of stuff. It's definitely got its place. And then there's stuff like mine, which is not the average. I'm really low quality. <laughs> um, some people do like little teasers first. I decide, like with you, I say, like, hey, let's just talk about what we're gonna talk about before we talk about it. So it seems like a teaser. Maybe that'll work. Like they'll take an excerpt from part of their podcast. Like it's like the coolest part, you know, or that leaves you hanging on wanting to know more. And then they'll put that at the beginning, edit out the answer. Now you got something to listen for. Right. Like I, it makes a lot of sense, but I like to think my listener is a savvy consumer of podcasts. They don't need all that shit. At least that's what I tell myself. So I don't have to do any more work. You know what I love (laughs) but it's organic it's like there's no bull it's like it's all it's just straight up it's a it's i mean dude that would be like what we just how we just talked for the last however long i mean that's like how we would talk if we were on a, on a phone call just shooting the shit yeah. i mean that's yeah. cool. or if we're tattooing you as we have oh, yeah. many times which really was one of my um my because i love that story about your dad you know wondering where the fuck you were at on monday morning you're like i'm in nashville yeah, I'm making this work. And I love that you did go there and, and you didn't wait for it. You know, you didn't have an expectation like I'm going to be famous tomorrow. You know, you started doing the hard work of building yourself up, understanding that you're at the low end of it. Right. And that oh, you needed yeah. expertise. You didn't try and build and your still, own ladder. No, you, you started no. finding people to stand on their shoulders. Yeah. St- and, and, it's still, and still currently and it's like i'm still on the low end but it's like along the way i'm getting some cool shit some cool stuff that we go hey yeah we got to do that we do this we're getting building putting all the feathers in the cap you know we're slowly putting the feathers in the cap and you know and hopefully uh, you're building this pipe dream god damn it one fucking piece at a time one <laughs> dude, fitting at a time hilarious. that's hilarious dude you got to build that pipe dream is that that sounds like a country song am i wrong dude it does <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like Dude, it's kind of that is so funny, man. It's like eventually I I should do a little thing, a little video about the pipe dream. That could be an ode to pipe fitters. Damn series, yeah. That's and all the union guys. Like I thought that when I was um doing construction work, and I knew that I didn't want to do construction work. I wanted to be a tattoo artist, and there would be guys that would come out and they would offer these union jobs. And honestly, 
they were, you know, they would come out to the job site and stuff and they'd drop their card. They'd piss off your boss, but they'd be like, well, you're in a union site. So fuck you, buddy. You know, uh, you're like part of the 10% that's allowed in here. So, you know, and they, they would cultivate, you know, young, uh, apprentices from that. But I, I was always scared of that because it, it, if it got comfortable, you know, I could see myself getting trapped and not having my dream, which, yeah. you know, I, I kind of honest too. my dream was a, kind of a nightmare for a long portion of it. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I really think it, it back through all the, the struggle, um, sleeping on couches, uh, you know, I, I dated a girl of, that was pretty much a hooker for a while. Um, I mean, not really. She, she took her clothes off behind a booth while people jerked off. Uh, and she had a house that she owned and she, uh, and so that was, you know, that was how I learned how to tattoo. That was how the, um, how I was keeping the rain off my head during wow. that time, which, oh, anyways, and I, maybe I can't even edit that part. I'm actually, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to, this ain't about me. <laughs> Let's maybe someday I'll have somebody on to ask me about me. Uh, <laughs> there's some interesting stuff, but honestly, the more I think about, you know, um, cause I, I did an addiction process too, while learning to tattoo, which makes it a lot harder. I imagine if you showed up in Nashville, uh, it, you know, drinking whiskey or something every night and shooting up heroin in the, in the daytime or something, you, you probably wouldn't have gotten as far. Yeah. Oh yeah. That will hurt you. And, and honestly that happens not, I wouldn't say that some of those extremes, but we, mm. but the drinking will grab a hold of you in this town because of Broadway and that stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, I, half the songs too, they, they, they're always a, a song about, you know, the, the good parts of, of it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to think one of my, I, I love the, the old timers, William and uh, what's that song he's got. Um, still not enough reasons to quit reasons to get sober is that it <laughs> reasons to quit drinking i can't think of it now i'm having a hell of a brain fart it's one of my favorite songs <laughs> so that makes sense but basically reasons to quit they don't outnumber all the reasons why right yeah no that makes that makes sense and i do know that song you're talking about and it is a willie song yeah god beautiful Still don't number. And I always got the idea, though, that the uh, that there were kids growing up somewhere around that, especially with the old stories of country and how these people did do the mistake that you were smart to keep yourself out of, how they didn't know their children as they were growing up. They were kind of on the road, road whoring and living the outlaw lifestyle and and then they get at the end of their life and they're like, what the fuck do I even got from it? Yeah. Well, that's just it, man. That's why I, uh, I wrote, I wrote a new song called make it. And, uh, and it's kind of about that. About your journey or, or the journey. No, of so his... You, you want me to do, let me read these lyrics. Me and a couple guys wrote this the other day. And it's, it's so funny because I, uh, it was, and I'll make this real quick and then, then take your time, brother. Cut it. And we, I know we've been out of breath. <laughs> so, long story short, is with whole, the whole thing, like I was saying before, is like I've, I've always str struggled with time management, you know, and I've, 
I got a text from Casey Beathard. Casey Beathard has wrote uh, Don't Blank for Kenny Chesney, a bunch of big hits, and I think 41 number ones or some crazy shit. He's oh, got good Lord. I, guys, fucking crushing it. And Salt to the Earth, one of the nicest, humble, awesome guys you'll ever meet. And uh, he, I got a text from him the one day that said, hey, grab the van, take your girls, and, and go down. Here's my my place in Florida. Go whatever. And I texted him back and said, brother, I, I I think this is, I don't think you meant to send me this text. Like, cause it, it almost sounded like it was like part of another conversation. You know what I mean? Like, okay. yeah. like the keys, the keys here, go on in, pack the, pack the girls up and here's the code. And it was just so yeah. random. I, I said, brother, you got the wrong, wrong text, man. He goes, no, dude, this is for you. He called me. He's like, and I was like, are you serious? And you know, Casey's like a legendary writer here in town. One of my favorite writer in town. Uh, he is my absolute favorite. And I'm did just, he did he imagine you were going through something or he knew you were going through something? Dude, dude, I don't know. I know he I called him. I said, Bro, do you got cameras in my damn house or something? <laughs> started laughing. He goes, Why? Why? And I said, No, like you must know that me and my wife have been just arguing about my time management, not spending enough time with her and and in I've just been grinding too much, like trying to chase this shit. Like, and uh, he goes, no, no, because, but man, I love to hear that because that's exactly why you should go. He goes like, you know, you got this Luke song out, get your ass in the road and go and yeah. get down there. And when I got down there and I had this idea called make it, uh, you know, because when it comes to time, like, and then also trying to make it and blah, blah, blah. Well, I texted mm-hmm. Kate while I was down at his house and I said, Hey man, I got this idea called make it. And he's like, man, I love that. You know, blah, blah, blah. And we ended up getting back and we just finished it last week, but, but it's, uh, and this I'll, is I'll, the same, I'll, this is the same guy that gave you the keys to the place. Yes, or, yeah. Or, yeah. And he's wrote right. 40 some number one hits and my favorite song of all time. Don't blink. He wrote it, uh, for Kenny, uh, which is very much what he was also kind of telling you then. In oh, the don't blink. Like, like, savor this shit uh, absolutely don't blank it'll, it'll, exactly and then i you know we ended up writing a song together and i'm really really excited about the song because it's it's, it's kind of cool check it out so it's like uh uh from tr- from trying to make the football team to try to make a touchdown to somehow make it with the homecoming queen to try to make a name for myself because that's how i've always been now i'm just trying to make it all make sense been trying to make a living trying to make a killing, trying to make waves and mountains move, trying to make it to I made it, but the only place I made it to is regretting what I've missed. Now the only making it I want to do is take my time making it up to you. That's pretty slick, brother. Dude, yeah, and it's and it's super, super catchy. And uh, and then it goes to the verse two, going to make it home on time, going to make a point to hear you talk about what's on your mind. Make your world my world. Try to make every moment count. Baby, make you forget about my trying to make a living, trying to make a killing, trying to make waves and mountains move, trying to make it to I made it. But the only place I made it to is regretting what I've missed. Now the only making it I want to do is take my time making it up to you. You know, it's just kind of that is the thought of like, I always find myself, you know. What stage is that song in? It's done. Sorry, sorry. It's done. It's now. done. Okay. Uh, you already got you got guitar and and music accompanying no, no, and all that going not, with it. Uh, the eighteenth. I it's the 
what is the date today? Thirteenth. Five days. I I record it. Um, I'm gonna. I'll have, I'll send it to you when it's all. Do you done. write this with uh chords that you're writing at the same time, or you just kind of yeah. you, you hear them in your head? No, I got all the chords and everything. Okay. Now. Sorry to interrupt you. You, no, you were no, telling you're me. Hey, but check this. Actually, I I will do this. Um, uh, let me. You should be able to hear because I'm on Zoom all the time. Uh, I'll play just a little bit of it for you if you want. Okay. Check this, yeah. Dude. Like to, and if you can't hear it, then maybe we'll say fuck it. But uh, that way you can hear the chords with this song, dude. Because we were talking about this so much on the podcast, like about the whole making it thing. And dude, I just think it's this song. Uh, it just is powerful, man. I I love it. I just think, and it's real. It's a real. You know, we wrote. Dude, it. I got a smile on my face ear to ear. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Candy just came in and gave me a thumbs up too. So I guess that means, yeah, play the shit out of this stuff, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, but it's like, I, I'm serious, dude. I, I struggle and I feel like a lot of, there's a lot of other people out there that it's like, it's not that we don't want to make time for our wives or our families and stuff, but it's like, as men, I feel like as guys or even some women, like we get this mentality in our head that we have to fucking make it for our family. And then we end up fucking it all up because yeah. losing the very thing we were doing it for. Exactly, dude. And that's the thing that just, that's exactly it. So it's like, so it goes like this, uh, try to make the football team to try to make a touchdown somehow make it with the homecoming queen. Trying to make a name for myself That's how I've always been Now I'm just trying to make it make sense Trying to make a living Trying to make a killing Trying to make waves and mountains move Trying to make it to I made it But the only place I made it to Is regretting what I missed Now they only making it I want to do Take my time making it up to you. Gonna make it home on time. Gonna make a point to hear you talk about what's on your mind. Make your world my world and make every moment count. Baby, make you forget about. Am I trying to make a living, trying to make a killing, trying to make waves and mountains move? Trying to make it to, I made it, but the only place I made it to is regretting what I miss. Now the only making it I want to do is take my time making it up to you. Make it all up to you Do anything that's got nothing to do We're trying to make a living Trying to make a killing Trying to make waves and mountains move I'm Trying to make it to I made it But the only place I made it to Is regretting what I miss Now the only making it I want to do Take my time making it up to you. 
Yeah, making it up to you Yeah, that's a brand new one, brother. Fucking awesome. Dude, the worst part about that, absolute worst part about that is take this criticism is is is, is, is what is meant, okay? Huh? This is uh, as kind as I possibly, I just, the worst thing about that song is we absolutely have to end now because how the fuck do we do anything that tops that, dude? It's like, you just came out here and took a shit on the stage. He's like, all right, fucking do it. Like so Jimi Hendrix burning his guitar and then fucking out. No, Alanis Morissette's got to come on next. Great job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. That's thanks for making uh, that part of my podcast. And, yeah, and it dude, sounded absolutely. sounded great, too. Well, and, oh, thanks. Yeah. And I think that goes with what we were talking about, too. So. Oh, yeah. Tell people where to find your music. Candy's just oh, brought right. this in. And I think yeah, I fucked yeah. up my audio. Honestly, I was rocking out that and I've got one of these stupid iPhone cord j lightning jack things that have <laughs> the smallest cord and the most fragile filament inside. They're saving the planet by using as little fucking copper as possible, I guess. And if, if you <laughs> move around or jostle too much, it, it seems to make my audio go bad. So, but please tell us where we can find your music and also how we can follow you on Instagram or the Facebooks or whatever you're using these days. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as following on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, just type in Styles Howry, S-T-Y-L-E-S-H-A-U-R-Y. Um, and then same with the music. If you type my name in, Styles Howry, um, on any of your streaming platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever your preferred streaming platform is um you can you can find my music so give it a give it a listen check it out and, and if you listen to billboard music yeah or the cmas then you yeah. saw i yeah, I'm right. really i really feel like i missed out like i wish i think if you had told me if i had any idea i would have actually watched this i've never watched cmas a day in my life <laughs> i still like You're country music <laughs> but i would have watched don't watch that. it but but hey, I'll send you the video over Facebook. Do you have, they they have it all pre-recorded and that way you don't have to watch the whole shit. You can just watch Luke's performance of the song and see the big country on thing and whatever, but yeah, well, I'll send country it. on. Well, now we don't um thanks for playing that song. You fucked it up. I wanted to get in some bear talk. I wanted to talk about your hunting experiences. Uh <laughs> you seem to love, but we're done with that. Maybe your grill. Actually, we should probably don't you have a grill that you plug? Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, no, no, no. I'm working with some other people now. I All do right, have, fuck them then. I do want, hey, well, we will. We will plug ten point crossbows. Absolutely. Um, ten Good point crossbows. Those guys are uh, always treat me well. But we had elk steaks, elk steaks, mashed potatoes, and corn last night, and it is delicious. The from the, from your recent hunt, then. Yep. I thought the, for some elk. reason I thought you got a bear most recent. I I did. I did. Okay. And I shot okay. uh, an elk this year. Well. This year's been very interesting, and, and uh, we, we harvested a North Carolina turkey, a Tennessee turkey, an elk, a bear, and a, and a big buck in Ohio, and now we're on to Tennessee. But it's been awesome, man. I mean, got the freezers absolutely full, and a lot of people, oh, well, you know, do, do would you eat bear? Absolutely, dude. Like, we, 
that's actually with it being as cold as it is in, in Nashville right now, we're going to make a huge mm-hmm. pot of bear chili. Um, if you haven't had it, it's like absolutely awesome. And uh, yeah, dude, it's been as a, cold as it is in Nashville right now, huh? Well, <laughs> and we're up here in Michigan, well, brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's probably super cold. But, <laughs> I don't even know it actually. Who knows? It could be the other day. It was thirty-five here, dude. We're like, whoa! Wow. Cold. Yeah, for Nashville, that's really cold, dude. Yeah, I don't think it was thirty-five here. I wonder if there's a weird weather you know fuck the weather kyle who gives a fuck <laughs> dude uh i i, I do actually want to know more about um because because you you harvest when, when i like the way that you just word that you know i'm going on you know what you guys probably if if you're those people you already shut this off because you hear us going to the wind down but i do have some more questions i like the, you word this harvest when you say you harvested a deer from explain that the reasoning for uh using the word harvest instead of i killed the fuck out of this deer i'm gonna eat it now well it's like it's a couple things so i think there is ethical ways of hunting and then there's not ethical i i like to categorize categorize myself in the ethical hunting because mm-hmm. i only hunt things that i can eat you know if i i have no interest of hunting things that i cannot eat and yeah. uh you know, if I was out there, uh, I pass, I, when I say like, I let, I pass on more deer than I would. I only shoot, you know, a couple deer a year, one or two, you know? Um, but I see hundreds, but I'm always after a, you know, I, I'm after a specific one, you know, like mm-hmm. try to harvest a mature animal. And, and there's something like, if you ever watch the show meat eater, that's a great example of, it is so awesome to me to be able to what i to to harvest an animal you know take an animal's life and bring it from field to table and i butcher everything i grind my own burger i cut my own steaks um the only thing i don't do is i have have them make all the you know the 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 deer sticks and stuff i take that somewhere like uh dude like on that on the elk on the bear like we got so much breakfast sausage and hind steaks and all this spicy chorizo and stuff from the bear meat the elk, dude. I mean, the steaks are off the chain. Like it's like mm-hmm. basically like having a cow, a cow, whole cow in the freezer. And uh, and so, and how I much? Love- how much weight was the was the bear then? Oh, the bear. The bear was over three hundred pounds. Um, what was it uh, in meat when you got it processed? Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't weigh. I didn't weigh it. I okay. just had like a you know like a store you know like a tote like a like a, like a storage tote like mm-hmm. filled with packaged all just different cuts and uh sausages garlic and cheese spicy breakfast sausage i mean the breakfast sausage is awesome it's super like fine ground <laughs> brown it and mix it up with gravy put it over biscuits and eggs it's freaking awesome dude but uh it's it's super cool because also when we're buying when you go to hunt you can't just go out and hunt there's regulations there's laws there's rules you there's certain times of the year there's dates that you can only harvest certain animals in and you have to buy the license and the tag and all that money goes back to the conservation to actually study and help the species. Now, like here's a great, are you one. also, are you also uh, baiting then as well? And no baiting, no baiting. No okay. Baiting. Uh, in Tennessee, it's illegal to bait for deer. So, Oh really? Yeah. You in can. Michigan, they bait. You, can, you can put corn out. You cannot hunt over corn, you know, but like, oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So there's like a bunch of, uh, but you know. can go out there. I mean, I guess that's a part of harvest too that I, I see. I, I shouldn't say bait that you hunt over a bait pile, but the, uh, that so you feed that yeah. population 
throughout the year. You know what I mean? With with uh, sweet corn and uh, and carrots and things like that that you might put out there just for, to make sure that the animals are in your area and that they have food. That To me, there's uh, I guess that's why I'm even talking about it. Some people will um, imagine that conservationists and hunters are against each other. And I find that hunters are conservationists or oh. I find that I like to see them as you know what i mean or, or yeah, well, and i it's just like anything. we know that there there's those different. that may not be but we do not focus on them i mean yeah. the conservation efforts of the hunter are far greater than what i do as a, a when i go and buy a steak from walmart well and it's like like i was saying before like the the money that you pay for the license and stuff like dude it was almost a thousand dollars for my elk tag and my license and uh to harvest that elk but i love the meat it feels like i maybe it's all in my mind but i like if you listen to joe rogan or all those other guys like there's some of the best meat that you can eat is elk you know what i mean it's like um yeah. and it really truly is dude it, it's like it's it's just awesome like my wife loves it it's it's a it's a cool thing but here's another thing that's really interesting that people like oh my gosh you know why would you ever kill a bear and blah blah, blah. well it's like the state of maine where i harvested this bear there are certain mm. counties where the bears are so overpopulated. They're begging people to come out and, and harvest a bear because it's actually to the point now in some counties mm-hmm. of Maine to one, one, it's hurting the species and two, it's right. hurting all, and it's hurting the farmer's crops. Bears destroy crops and they also will get into people's trash and get into their livestock and their feed and their barns and, uh, it's pretty it's pretty crazy thing so it would be like putting a fuckload of people in a development at some point you're like okay this is this is going to be this is going to be destructive to the development to the people i mean you know what i mean right. like look at some of the homeless camps you know it's like like that like where right gets, they start to breed some bad behaviors or, or, yeah, or bad absolutely. habits dude absolutely and actually i've got friends that were in portland when that was going off um exactly. i believe it's and and uh it, it completely unaffected, not, not, I shouldn't say unaffected, but he, he's really removed from this political landscape of things. But then he saw these encampments going up and there was somebody who he had on video stealing some artwork that he had in the front of his business. And he went out there to post some flyers up looking for it. Um, and and it was just, it, it was a normal part of the street, but now it become this new area, I guess. And there was a person that was like, no, you can't post that up here. And he's like, it's a public place. And like, no, we're not allowing it. And he's like, so you're the new guard. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, so it just changes. It's just a different person that tells me to get fucked. And, right. and it was, it was, there was a safe haven. They ended up finding his artwork. He was out there. There was a guy that was encamped out there. And he was trying to sell it. And so this guy just straight up on video stole his artwork, uh, open shut case, but he, there was little to nothing he could do about it. Um, because of, of, uh, I don't know, because of stupidity. That's why. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like that with, you know, there are, it would be different if we were going out there and like, okay, we're going out and we had in our minds, like we're going to go out there and kill animals. Like that's not the, mindset at all you know what i mean that's actually my actual opposite mindset you know what i mean like i when i am able to harvest the the animal that i'm going after the specific you know big buck big bear whatever you know 
I'm, I'm just so grateful. You know what I mean? It's like a grateful that the nature is able to get, and it's able to give back. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I just feel like it's, it's just a, it's a cool thing. I, I don't know. There's something so cool, man. I've, I've fell in love with when you bust out a, you know, we did last night, a big pack of thick elk steaks and, and grill them up on the charcoal. It's just you like, took the time in, in, in harvesting. Carrying all dude, like miles out of the mountain, carrying the quarters and the, <laughs> the butchering it up and hiking it out of the mountain, fighting off all the bees, getting it down, icing it, driving it back from Oregon, then butchering it all up, cutting all my own steaks and my own cutting boards and all the bullshit, mm-hmm. vacuum sealing it all. Like it was, I would have been way better off just going and buying a cow would have been a way, way cheaper, but there was just right. to the fact of like, how cool, you know? How- well, also, I'm, I don't think I'm wrong here. And our food sources, our agricultural farming has certain problems. Antibiotics are rampant and that has other problems that come with it. But one of the things that happens is our food sources, because our, our cows that we generally eat, they're not eating bugs and foliage and just random stuff you know they're eating the same safe food that's usually been decontaminated of bacteria but that kills good bacteria too and then they're getting antibiotics to keep them from so that their immune systems can keep up with all the shit that they have to deal with inside of this agricultural farming system and what i'm getting at is the omega-3 and omega-6 and omega-12 and b12 uh those things are all found inside of free range meat in this case and so when you're when you talk about eating uh, an elk steak as being one of the most healthy i believe that's going to be why is because it it has to forage you know it's it's not the same meal every day 100 100 that even you hearing you say that makes me even more excited that i have a freezer full of elk steaks and bear meat because it's like well, this yeah, B12 is a uh, is slow, and I I just read this today that B3 has been found um, to be linked to possible some cancer growths, whereas before they were telling us it, it stopped it. Uh, but I have a feeling that this is from B3 supplementation, if you follow me, and yeah. not so much from B3 that you would process from an animal, like when you're eating this elk you're you're getting b12 you're getting iron you're getting omega-3 omega-6 and um uh, fatty acids but you're processing them through your body in an in a more natural way than if you just take a pill and hope that it sticks around in your body long enough to to be absorbed um now as i say that i it makes me feel a little bit bad i just had my friend Mark Longenecker on, he just became a vegetarian and we didn't talk about vegetarianism at all. (laughs) Hey, no, here's the deal. Here's the deal though. I have friends that are vegetarians or vegans or whatever. And I have no issues with that. Like, Hey dude, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger just switched over. I mean, Hey, the strongest, I believe his son is, yeah. Is an ox. Yeah. Is an ox and he eats nothing but grass. And I am all for that. Uh, I, I am not against that by any means. I eat a lot of, you know, I'm all, I'm a big harvester too. Like anytime I can plant something or harvest something like that, uh, I'm all about you that. Got- but uh, there is just something I, I try to, I wish I could, you know, be, I guess like 
even okay with myself ever becoming a vegetarian, but it's like, I can't, I can't eat that clean, dude. I, I have to have a nice <laughs> steak. You know, that's just, I crave it, dude. I'm all about it. And, uh, but no, uh, they, I, they found another study too recently that overeating uh, is a result of the processes that our food goes through and the lack of protein that is, is left in them as a result. So the process of processing food, they make things for your taste. And a lot of times they're taking the proteins out or the proteins can't live because those are more alive foods. Now your body mm-hmm. craves protein. I so believe if you 100%. don't eat enough protein, they found this in a recent study in Australia. If you don't eat enough protein, especially in the morning, by the end of the night, you will be eating anything to try and make up the deficit of the absence of protein. Mm-hmm. And when you're eating that, you're eating fillers and crap and it's, it's actually some amount of obesity that is caused from processed foods. Dude, 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 this is so weird that you're saying this. I am like, seriously, so in tune to this, check this out. So I can like, I am, I, I could smash maybe even a, a, a Chipotle burrito and, and a half. I can crush. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can put down some food brother, like seriously. And, uh, and I, and I also, uh, and, and it goes in the front door and out the back door faster than you could imagine. Uh, like I'm like an animal. I mean, the second <laughs> dude, I got a shit, but uh, check this out. This is weird. When I eat wild game elk, uh, bear, deer, I cannot, dude, I get full so fucking quick. It is unreal. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I only ha- I had maybe a, a two handfuls, like right. Two of food and i'm too i feel like i'm gonna burst i'm like but when it's not that when it's not like you're saying you can keep eating because you're, dude, it's I not nutrient crush. dense big max plus some fries right and it's <laughs> it, it's also designed to make it you know this processed foods they're designed to make you want to eat so i don't have any problem obviously i don't i don't believe with either uh vegetarianism veganism yeah. or or uh or hunting uh and, and i find most of my friends even even vegans are, are generally that way they don't um it seems to be the idea that that they're always out you know casting judgment on people um but i don't i haven't found that in my own, practice you know? yeah oh yeah absolutely i i feel um that there's no perfect answer right so inside of that how do i get to judge what everybody else's choices are but i can say things that i don't want to do you know, I don't want to overeat. I'm watching myself get my own dad bod. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to maintain workouts and stuff that don't kill me. I, I got a, I got that shoulder problem now that, man, it, you yourself, uh, I remember your biceps used to be the size of your head, man. Like literally, right. You, you're a big kid. Yeah. I was, I was like, I said, constantly hitting the gym. I mean, hours, probably legitimately probably three maybe in three a day hours. oh oh dude yeah seriously like i would spend three hours at the gym like abs- i mean to the point where i was doing everything and anything and everything i could to to put on as much mass as possible i don't know why i mean really that was probably the dumbest shit but now i'm not doing that anymore i just want to i try to stay active and i actually that's another reason i love hunting especially like big game like elk or bear you know, dude, I mean, with my elk, I hiked over 30 miles in a weekend, dude, like no shit, like on my phone, like I had blisters on my feet. It was, it was radical, but it's like, 
I love that though, too, because it's like, it gets me out there. It gets me like, dude, hiking all that stuff out of there, like high elevation, mm-hmm. like low oxygen levels and, and hiking hard and, and then hiking meat out of the, out of the mountain. And the, when your adrenaline and your heart rate gets up because you, you know, you're in, in the pursuit with animals and stuff like that. And then you're burning more calories. It's like, I definitely, this year, I feel like I'm, I am in the best shape of my life right now than I have been in a long time. And not because I've been hitting the gym, but because I've been hiking miles and miles in these fucking mountains. Are you, are you when was the last uh, hunt that you went on then? Oh, it was just, uh, I got back uh, five days ago. I was gone okay. uh, in Ohio hunting nine days, but not really big steep hills there. But right before that, a week before that, I was in Maine. And that was, I mean, that was radical. I mean, we were miles pulling that bear out of that, out of the forest, uh, you know, it's about three miles up in and we took one, two, three, four, four trips. So 12 miles in a day, you know, four like, trips, what to get to cut the bear up and get it back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're hauling it going up, going up. We, we brought it down in a sled. So it was like, okay. uh, one trip up, then we brought the rest of the gear down. So, uh, you okay. know, it was about three three miles up, three miles back, then three miles up, three miles back. So yeah, we had about Jeez. twelve miles in the one day. But it's like nothing pushes you more than when it's like, dude, we have we don't have a ch- there is no choice. We have to we have to go back. Right, right. Either this meat's going to get eaten by the wolves tonight. Yeah, and we lose we- all our hunting gear. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Going back, we went back up in the dark, and that's like. I mean, that's like a whole nother, it's like a, it's just fun, man. I li- I really do. It's adrenaline, live for it, fill the freezer, gives me my fitness and stuff. And yeah. Well, my last science on it is a one hour walk through nature decreases amygdala activation, which may not mean much, but your amygdala is an acorn size part of your brain. And once it gets activated, uh, you are rarely in control of yourself. So like, uh, it's because you're enraged. And if you become enraged, it's because your amygdala isn't engaged and you will not think clearly, but a one hour walk through nature, um, decreases that significantly, they say. So you're getting that in too, if nothing else. Well, hell yeah, dude. Well, you know what? Maybe that's why my songs, I'm always writing pretty happy shit because i spent a lot of times in the woods it might be it maybe that's the secret too huh? make sure you don't lose that then we're going <laughs> forward on this country music path before we find you uh on a highway to hell brian johnson intended on <laughs> uh brian johnson reference intended then uh maybe we keep you pipe fitting that dream together or whatever brother i had a blast talking with you man i think i might have stayed too long and said too much that's just my call tag i don't know if that actually is my call tag i don't know what they call it i think it's my sign off uh but we're <laughs> gonna catch up again soon we got to get another session on you and uh, i yeah, really dude. do appreciate you being on here man i've had a blast watching your your career progress watching you stay the same humble cool motherfucker that i knew uh then <laughs> yeah, and yeah, still know now I look forward to the day when you when you get to snub me in Nashville. I'm like, dude, man, I got three tattoos on that motherfucker. Oh yeah, <laughs> did the whole fucking sleeve. And he was like, I'm hanging out with Shania Twain tonight, Kyle. Uh, or I don't know, <laughs> dude, whatever your name is, I don't even know you, <laughs> dude. Never, bro. But I do want to get a session ASAP. So let's get it on. 
All right. I'll text you up some stuff and we'll start putting something together. Okay. Perfect. dude. Well, Hey, thanks again. Holler at me whenever. And thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate y'all. No problem. Thank you, man. Thanks again. See you, dude.